Hello everyone and welcome to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and I'm joined by Phantom Zone family, Toby. How are you, Toby? I'm good, thank you very much. Good. And also, we have a very special guest today from our UK film family, friend of the show, Rachel, our screen queen horror expert. Hi, Rachel. Fuck, I can swear on this show. Yeah, You can, yes. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. Um, I'm going to plug my show. Of course. I was going to do that at the end, but sure, do it now. <laughs> no, I want to I do it now. I'm in charge. No, no. Um, oh, I can, yeah, I can say all the stupid stuff. I say much audio listeners. Uh, yeah, go over to UK Film Review channel and listen to, what's my show called? The Screen, the screen Test. test. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's a nightmare, literally, and not in the spooky sense. It's just trash. It's me being awful. You can get a taster of that. But I listen to you guys' show, and it seems a bit more structured than mine is. So I'm excited to be here, and we can swear, apparently. And also, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because uh, on the podcast, on my podcast, we have the podcast gang. And I'm here with all the podcast gang tonight. I've brought them over for you to join your family. <laughs> so we're going to do... Hi, podcast gang. Hi, the podcast gang. And Tobias, you don't know who they are. I know uh, the no one. Oh, the podcast gang consists of these massive Japanese bears I have called the real Akumas. And then there's a really big real Akuma, which we call Big Boy Papa Kuma. Then there is my dog, Valkyrie, who is sleeping under a blanket because she's hot cold. Hi, Val. She will bark during the show. And then there's Val's toy, which is a giggly wiggly, which often makes an appearance, but she's kind of eaten it, so it won't be loud now. Okay, okay. So my the dog's made an accidental appearance once or twice. Uh, yeah, well, I, Val got... Val got so bad at it, I was like, just, you know, you're in the podcast now. But Val's here, the podcast <laughs> gang. The pop- now. Yeah, the podcast gang, the Popakumas. So hi, everyone in the podcast gang. They've come over to another show. Yay. Yeah, I think dogs are fine and interrupting. We don't live in, like, isolated boxes. So, you know, we have we have lives and houses. So, you know, I don't mind. And Val, <laughs> Val wants to make a way it. live, Chris. You don't know the way I live. <laughs> That's true. This is true. It reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons where they find Lenny living in an abandoned house. He's like, please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah. the big boy Kuma and the, and the real Akumas are pretty quiet. quiet so well, everyone is welcome here. Um, we are here uh, and asked Rachel to join us as our horror expert uh, to Why? talk... <laughs> To talk all about Scream 6, the latest in the Scream franchise, which came out last week, I think. Yep. Friday, um, yeah. Friday. Um, so the, I guess, basic premise of Scream 6 picks up exactly where Scream 5 left off. We are still with our survivors, or the four core four, as they like to call themselves, apparently, um, from the last time round. Um, but this time they've moved from Woods- Woodsboro, one of the stabbiest places in America, all the way to New York City, also one of the stabbiest places in America, in an attempt to move on with their lives. But um, it's not going to happen, is it? Because it's Scream. So it was kind of nope. never going to last, was it? So we've all seen it. Uh, Rachel, I think you watched it yesterday. Is that right? Was yesterday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah I went to I went to a matinee performance. Oh, um, nice! So did I. And it was like <laughs> it was like me and maybe like five other people. And then there was this like one woman sitting behind me, and she had all these like shopping bags because like the cinema <laughs> is in like a um like a shopping complex. And all I could think about was like, do you remember that time in Australia where that guy went to the movies and shot all those people? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. Are you going to kill me? Because she was right behind me. And then I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, I'm sitting in front of her. She's going to stab me. 
And then I just can focus on the film because I thought that that woman. Like, What's in the shopping bag? Why would you come to the movies at one o'clock in the afternoon by yourself as a young twenty-something, somewhat larger lady who is wearing a cable knit jumper? She's already clearly depressed because of that. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, that sounds like my cinematic appearance. <laughs> cable knit jumpers are just a nightmare. And I was like, she's gonna do a killing because women want to kill. She's gonna do a killing, guys. She's gonna do a killing. And I was just like, literally halfway, and we've got all those cinemas where the chairs are beds Ooh. oh yeah right. yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah 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 like a, is... like a luxe cinema give me the lumbar support i need it and um i was just like i'm laying down and she could just lean over and stab me and i kept thinking about it for the whole film anyway maybe i watched too many true crime documentaries i watched scream and thought i was gonna get killed anyway that's the end of that chat <laughs> i uh <laughs> i i, I... Vaguely similar experience. I got to scream. I actually watched this at 11 in the morning because that's the only time I had time to go see it. So that was that was a weird experience coming out and it still being barely lunchtime. But um, I put my seat and I tend to sit in the corner so no one sits near me generally. But then I realized I was next to a fire exit and I kept looking at the door thinking... <laughs> Anyone could brush through that at any point. So I moved to the middle, right at the back, and basically just had the whole back row to myself. So I was, but occasionally checking the fire exit as I was. Are you romantic on the, the back row with yourself. I know, I know, just like all the other men. Um, but enough of that. Whoa, Toby, whoa, whoa, how whoa, what you... kind of cinemas are you going to? <laughs> uh, Toby, did you have it? Was you just a normal experience or anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm bougie. I pay for that VIP. I need that extra leg room because I am of the taller side and the wider side. Uh, so, were you wearing a cable space. knit jumper? I was exclusively oh, no. just that. He wears um, it to every screen film. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a lot of. Um, yeah, couples and yeah, not very, I think there's probably about five or six. I went straight after work about four or five o'clock, uh, like four twenty. So I mean, blaze it. But it was pretty easy. <laughs> no, there's nothing particularly special, and I am the beardy, weirdy, bald guy that probably intimidates a few people. So I'm normally the person that people give wide berth. So I'm not particularly <laughs> scared of anyone killing me. You usually, get people crossing the road thinking, "Oh, he's going to kill me." Uh, so Rachel may have been sitting in your cinema going, wow, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's also the deep breathing I'm doing. So. <sighs> I'm just going to watch <sighs> the movie in peace. Um, so What's we your all favorite scary movie? <laughs> we all went to the cinema and basically no one was there. Are we going to think right now that Scream has low ratings or is it we just went at weird times? You know? I think we went weird times because it's it's doing quite well at the box office. I'm yeah. going to be really weird right now. And sometimes, you know, when you go on the cinema thing, you can see how many seats are booked. Mm -hmm. I'm going yeah. to see how many seats are booked for, let's say, tomorrow night at around like at like six or seven o'clock, because I don't know anyone who's been to see it at all. Apart no, from me neither. Apart from yeah. you two, <laughs> yeah, just just us. Right, um, Friday but there was night. like six people in my screening max, but that was a little. Yeah, I'm going to see it again with my girlfriend because she's a big Scream fan. She oh, did she not go? No, no, no. I went without her because I'm a bastard. <laughs> So I, I, like, I haven't got time to wait for you, woman. I must see this because I have a podcast to yeah. do. I've I mean, just looked up Friday night at eight o'clock in the big cinema where I am, and it's being played in the smallest screen. But I just thought that was because I went during the day, and it's got no bookings. Ooh. Well, yeah. I guess that brings us on to, I guess, first point. Obviously, we don't know a lot of people who've seen it, or we've not seen a lot of people seeing it with us. Um, but did we like it? Did we think more people should see it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. I think it's definitely one of the better sequels by a. I, I liked it more than five, four. 
and three. So I'd say it's probably so it's at least the th- at least the third best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know whether or not I prefer it to two or it sort of sits just below it. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll give you some time to figure out your ranking. We'll do that later on. Uh, Rachel, how did you find Scream 6? Rory Culkin wasn't in it, which made me sad. I love Rory Culkin. He's in number four, isn't he? He is in four. Yeah, Rory's great. Rory's so hot. Um, (laughs) He is my favorite of the Culkin brothers. I don't care about anyone else but Rory Culkin. And Rory Culkin's other movies are brilliant. And when he was in Scream, I was like, oh, don't put your name to that. But he did really well. Anyway, um, yeah, it was... I watched it in the idea of like franchises are rubbish and they become rubbish over time. Jason takes Manhattan. If anyone wants to talk yeah. about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Speaking many of scary films in New York, but yeah, yeah, the many uh, Halloween ones, the one with um, who's the guy, Paul Rudd, you know, what was going on? Films get bad. It's, it's just known, but did I like the movie? Would I see the movie again? No. But was the movie good for the number that it's at in and in the franchise? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was it was it better than it probably deserved to be being a number six yeah. in a film? In a so series? I was like, I was like, do you know what? They're holding their own right now, and it was good to see it in a different city because I think they needed to like ditch Woodsboro at that point because come on you just you would leave right yeah how bad is your police force get new (laughs) get new police people get new forensic investigators get a new FBI get someone who knows what they're doing because after five mass killings that what they usually span over about three days don't they no one even gets a gets close to an id on this guy no one even like i think the first one did a good cover it where they were like there's a curfew do you remember in the first one yeah like they showed a police presence and that the police were like oh there's a problem we're going to do something about it and then after that in the next like five films they were like we're just gonna shit in the car and eat donuts like no one did a <laughs> single thing and i'm just sitting there going call that car. well they just became cannon fodder didn't they yeah pretty much i think I mean, that was... had, in the second one they had the fbi didn't they yeah i can't remember but and no one did anything fucking mullered. yeah they did yeah. they did um but that hole through the face at some point it was just yeah. dewey just being the only guy who gave a shit from yeah and then you're point. like Dewey's a <laughs> cop. Been around town. Yeah, Dewey's a cop, and he's never done any kind of like administrative work in regards to it. And like nothing's moving on. It's just Dewey with a gun, who's basically as powerful in regards to like enforcement as the other characters. He doesn't seem like a cop. He's just another person wearing a cop uniform. He yeah. does nothing policey, if you know what I mean. No, apart from. Just, I mean, to be fair, like stabbed to make much like all the time. <laughs> yeah. And they make light of that in uh, Scary Movie, don't they? Like, he's just a representative. Officer Doofy reporting for yeah. <laughs> Gail Swallows, everyone. Gail Swallows. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love scary movies. Like, everyone's like, yeah. it's trash. And I'm like, nah, man, these movies are just That's the shit. They are great at what they do, which is sending up all the cliches of When the there's, shit. like, the the note and she gets it in class it says i know you did was summer and she has the flashback and he like uh like face fucks her with the hot dog i was like yeah i love it i love it so much it's so good it's great it at least great. it happened in scream more but yeah i was just like okay yeah it's good you're in new york all right t that's cool we've moved on but then you know the police force were equally as incompetent like how good is the killers in scream at this time of forensic capability you know i know they get away with everything for ages it's all it's actually their own downfall really that ever also new york <laughs> a lot of cctv it's a big city yeah didn't play a part in that at all did they they were like just fuck it run around everywhere like mad people 
She yeah. got stabbed on. She got stabbed on a train. Do you think that sort of leads into the the plot of it? You know, with the character being the character that they are. Oh, I guess he is. Yeah, I guess obviously spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Screen Six. But if you're listening to this, then you probably have. So, uh, the culprit, I guess the killers at the end are dun, dun, dun. basically, which is one of my bugbears with this film. Um, but uh, the cop who's basically spearheading the whole investigation turns out to be the killer. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it might actually prove to be why they could law enforcement were so shit this time around. But no one filed the correct paperwork. No one. I mean, to be honest, even his character being the character he is is kind of a plot hole because you think anyone who knew he was a da- he was richie's dad as in the law enforcement would be like well maybe we're going to keep an eye on him yeah i was going to say um family. did anyone else think it was him pretty much from the beginning because mm, i did i thought it was the roommate from the beginning oh see now i didn't suspect her and i knew they really hit the hammer home with the whole oh my brother's dead yeah and then and then the phone rang and it was richie's number and i was like okay two and two. Oh, see i didn't put that together but i think at that point i was worried that that lady behind me was going to stab me but i did sus- <laughs> i did suspect what's in the shopping bag what's where have you like she had a huge bag from boots like what do you buy from boots that's that big like how much are you buying like you buy like a machete oh <gasps> Bitch. Um, you buy machetes and boots? <laughs> the boots I've been going to, Cam. He just tries to kill me with a really powerful oral B, and I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> my teeth are so clean. Water pick to the eye. She's trying to charge it from a... From, Spare from razor blades, that's what she's oh, got. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, she could have in the little plastics shoplifting-proof case so you can't steal it. I'll get through it, you can't stop me. But um, <laughs> I'm not shoplifting razor blades, I just, yeah, I'm fine. But... um. I suspected the dad cop guy straight away, but I liked how the movie was constantly like, no, it's the hot boyfriend from over the road. Look what we're doing. It's the hot boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, never falling for that, really. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, you know we're not falling for that. Also, best one in the world, he's too dumb. Sorry. (laughs) He's not the the smartest. They can't can't do two love interests straight off the bat. He was very hairy. In the last one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. He was yeah. very hairy. He took his top off a lot, and I was like, "You have a you have a Robin Williams level of body hair going on." <laughs> like, he was caked in it. I was like, "Some people like a hairy guy, but if I was going to be in a Hollywood production, I'd have shelled out for the body wax." You know, <laughs> I'm sure he had the name, but they just kept calling him "cute boy" from start. It to was finish. it was uh, Danny, wasn't it? Was it? Danny, Danny, sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. That sounds like it could be his name. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, Danny, according to IMDb. IMDb. Thanks, Obviously. IMDb. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I had my suspicions of the roommate Quinn as well because, you know, obviously the new characters are always the ones you've got to suspect, right? But then, Does anyone uh, watch Daria? Do you remember that show from the 90s? Yeah, oh, yeah, I used to watch Daria, yeah. Oh my God, right. Every time, time they called her Daria, I kept thinking about the fashion club and the sister Daria and I could hear the fashion club lady's voice and it going, gee, Quinn, no one's going to pay for us to eat celery today. <laughs> and I would like, every time they said it, I'd be like, Quinn, I love Daria. I want to trend bring Daria my- back. It's on it's Amazon so Prime. They've just put it on Prime. Amazon. They've Good just put God. every season on Amazon Prime. I want Trent to be my boyfriend so badly. <laughs> if he was real, I would date the heck out of Trent. <laughs> He's uh, a honey. Yeah, he is. I'm definitely going to be watching Daria. No, it's on Prime. Yeah, so all thanks on for Prime, that. man. Thanks I know. I was so stoked. I was like, oh my God, I love this show. Oh, I love mm. the nepotism and the late. I just love the 90s. 90s were great. 90s the best era. Actually, no, I don't care about like the decade, even though Bill Clinton was baller, but like Beavis and Butthead. 
I'm sorry, he plays the saxophone. He's like, oh, I like French fries. And I'm like, oh, you're fun. Um, but like, you know, Pamela Anderson, hot, way hot. Baywatch, hot. Uh, Daria, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, it was killer. Everyone loved the 90s. The 90s. Well, I mean, Scream 1 came out in Allison Chains. Yeah. Uh, Scream Hero- started in the 90s, so that was great. Yeah, yeah 1996. Heroin. Ooh, the fun. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 90s. The best. Uh, <laughs> saxophones and heroin. Saxophones and heroin and Nickelodeon. That's what the 90s basically were. Oh uh, my God, Nickelodeon was baller. Hey was Arnold. Baller. Yeah. I didn't like Hey Arnold, actually. Whoa, that's a different... I mean, this is a whole different... Whoa, 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 you liked Hey Arnold? Okay. It was so yeah, yeah, stuck up. He was such a little douchebag. He was one minute away from being a hormoner. I yeah, but everyone else is cool. Face. Anyway, we're digressing massively. <laughs> hey Arnold. Um, so, obviously, we've got some Scream classics in here. The, the intro, obviously, the intro always starts with the phone ringing. How do we like the intro? Obviously, Samara Weaving is in it, who I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, gl- yeah. Glad she got a little cameo. Um, brutal death, but um, yes. How did we enjoy well, the, I mean, the intro setup? Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's probably one of the better intros they've done in a long time. Uh, I I really like the the way they sort of changed or put the 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 spin on the killer, sort of getting his come up into the beginning, and it kind of set the tone that they would kind of try and tweak it a little bit. Although I feel like the beginning half of the movie was far stronger than the latter half. I yeah, think definitely. by the third act, it really started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think initially, if they'd managed to keep the momentum of the opening all the way through, it really would have been good. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really liked the, ent- uh, the intro. I thought it was really strong. Were yeah. they male gays? The two Were... boys? Uh, not sure. I thought, I thought they were in love. 2023? Could have been. Hip. <laughs> I thought that they were boyfriends. Like I was like, "Oh, that's his boyfriend who's going to come home, and they're into killing together." That's kind of sexy. Like I, I mean, was like, "Oh, that's sexy." Like you know, but he was dead in the stay fr- together, stay together. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So the intro, like, yeah, okay, maybe they're gay, maybe they're not. Who cares? Maybe they're just like really close friends. But I assumed because he was like, "Oh, when you come home, I'll tell you about it." And I was like, "Oh my god, they get naked and like back to back." Stab you with something. I was like, "This is so hot," but I don't care about anything because in the intro he stands up and he's like on the phone or whatever at this point and it like it does that like back shot like wide shot and it's behind him so it feels like you're standing behind him suspense and there's a poster on the wall i'm getting really vague there's a poster on the wall of the apartment he's in and i literally nearly screamed in the cinema because it's of last podcast on the left and i have been watching that dumb show or like podcast and there's last stream on the left since like 2015 2016 since it came out on adult swim and no one knew about it and it's like i absolutely love it and i can't believe someone in the i don't know set design office was like i'm gonna put that up i love these guys and i was like yes fine and i i'm like i watched their new stream today to see if they bring it up but i don't think they've noticed yet i was like you're in the movie i love them so much i want to i want to marry them all all three of them once well maybe we can get a screen test one in the next one we can (laughs) we'll just send them emails every day until they do it and then you could have that in there but yeah, obviously we have the the strong opening, which 
I, I agree. The first, I guess, act of the film is probably the strongest when we've got the setup, yeah. you know, reintroducing all the characters we know from the um, uh, from Screen 5. Um, obviously, we've got Jenna Ortega returning, you know, obviously she's she's very she's so hot right now with, you know, Wednesday and stuff. So, yeah. And there are so many Wednesday. Re- this is I was going to say there's so many Wednesday references, but I kind of feel that all the Screen movies are kind of meta in the sense that they've always got references to other movies. And oh, this yeah, and the other. Sure. yeah. But this one felt like scream or reference the movie because it had so many i mean the whole like mausoleum theater they had was just gorgeous easter egg island for all the scream movies but mm. so many references to all sorts of other things in this movie yeah like, just the halloween scenes because uh, i'm assuming this was set at halloween because they're all dressed up for parties and things like you'd that. hope so yeah. otherwise new york's gone <laughs> well, otherwise new york's you know, like, wild got, like babadook and powerpuff girls loads of wednesday costumes what i really like the there was people obviously they were at halloween parties there's people just dressed up in halloween throughout the day walking through the park yeah. <laughs> what the heck is going on in new york i will i will say actually there was one scene, you know the scene on the train where um which was very well shot when the yeah, light going out scene, yeah the, yeah the but if you good. look in the background there's someone either dressed up as Samara, or um, I can never oh, remember. Oh, from the... Ready or Not, yeah. No, 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 no from, from the Ring, ring. or oh, or Samara, it's, oh, or sorry, it's yeah, the yeah. girl from The Grudge. I can't remember her name. Um, she's dressed up as either one of the two of them, and then you just see her in the corner. I'm like, that's way more scary than the guy in the dumb screen mask. Like that girl just in the background. I was like, ew, I would hate that on a train. If you did acid on that train. You'd be fucked. Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, definitely, so I was definitely, I was definitely playing a game of what costumes can I spot and not really paying attention. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. There was like a bunch of Myers, and there was like, yeah, there was a whole bunch that I saw, and I was like, yeah, I think there was like the guy from the black phone, that mask in that movie from yeah, last year. They had the Babadook for definite. I hate that movie I, so much. <laughs> I hate that movie so goddamn much. I don't the give. The kid a, is a pain in the ass. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You know when people are like watch this movie, it's so good, and I'm like, who are you? I, I'm. I have a show about <laughs> I'm the authority. You're a fucking idiot. Anyway, people tell me films, I just look at them and go, does someone, do you get told when to talk? No, you're done talking. No, I'm <laughs> not that asshole. But someone did recommend The Babadook to me and I watched it. I was like, this is shit. This is absolute trash. And I'm like, I feel like that movie should be played in high schools to like 16 year old girls to encourage them to not like get pregnant. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the perfect birth control. Like it's literally the perfect <laughs> birth control. Like it that child. I mean, I don't like any children. Don't come near me. Um, but that child is just oh, he is insufferable. I'd have thrown him out the car because there's a scene where he's screaming in the car, and then I'd have just run over him. I haven't seen the Babadook, and I'm scared to. In case Rachel finds out, <laughs> it's honestly I wouldn't like you know when people hype a film and then you watch it and it's trash because those people who've hyped that film don't know anything about films. It's just one of those. Like, it's sad to say it's just one of those. It's just, ugh. I'd rather watch, yeah. like, Gladiator with Russell Crowe than that. Oh, oh my God, it's Russell Crowe! <laughs> no, my God, Gladiator was shit! I, I know, I'm just trying to start a pot here now. <laughs> I watched it for the first time, literally, this year. And everyone's like, Gladiator, it's great. And I watched it, I was like, why is this so long? But um, Oliver Reed's in it, and I was like, why is he not drunk? He probably is. Uh, and I was just like, I he don't He sits know. down a lot, to be fair. So, you know. He's tired and overweight. He's <laughs> really... hard to act with all the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, he's so wasted all the time. He's so good. Uh, and I was just like, oh, this movie, who cares? Why did this movie win awards? Like, you don't care about Russell Crowe at all. Like, I didn't feel like i cared about him as a character i didn't care about anyone i wanted everyone dead 
There was no one dressed as Gladiator on this train, though. So, you know, at least there was Oh, my that. God. Imagine if they were dressed as, like, the Gladiators from that 90s British TV show. Oh, like Wolf and Ace and Jack. Gladiators, ready. Wow, I'd have been like, what is that? carbon dating yourself there, my friend. <laughs> I'm 107 years old. Rachel will live forever. <laughs> she won't live as well. <laughs> I drink a lot of water and I have a lot of Botox. <laughs> I don't me do out. any of those things. <laughs> I look like a saggy potato. <laughs> so hot. Anyway, um, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, they're in New York and Easter eggs. Yeah. So obviously all the characters of Chad, which is the most. Like, I loved that he was called Chad. I loved I, it. It's just like it's like the writers just gave up at that point. It's like ah, it's just call, Fuck it, Chad. call him Chad. Put him in a football jersey. It'll be great. So we so we get all the, we get the core four back as they call themselves. We get the newbies who are obviously always immediately up for suspicion, and then um, then you get um, what was her name, Mindy. Uh, explaining all the rules for the for the new rules obviously the rules have got to be in place for these uh for this franchise um and then we get some returning characters and we get kirby back who gale swallows <laughs> gale Swall- and gale swallows or gale weather um i thought kirby had died but obviously we never saw her die and toby you asked me this question a while ago and i was like um yeah good point but we happy kirby wanna... came back I want to, right, she's a lovely actress, la, 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 whatever. Her character's cool. I like Kirby as a character. Someone, though, during that film, as her stylist, was like, you should cut your hair like that. And I went, no. Because the actress, I don't know who she is. She's very lovely, but she Hayden has- Hayden Panettiere is her name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She has quite a round face, and she's got quite a small neck. And so she has- audio listeners if you've not seen it she's cut her hair into a bob now as the only person on this podcast with a vagina i know about face shapes to hair ratio uh assumption been, but carry on it's oh, please <laughs> chime in with your face shapes to hair ratio <laughs> it's been chimed into women's heads for years because we all read cosmo when we were kids and now you can all watch the tick ticks and they tell you about how ugly you all are anyway poor kirby someone cut her hair like that and it's the most unflattering haircut to her she looks lovely when she has long hair and it stressed me out for the whole time i was watching this movie when she first appeared on screen i was like is she wearing a wig but it's not it's her actual hair but i just couldn't not look because it looks like a wig it drove me nuts unless it is a wig and then i'm like don't do that because you've got nice hair normally but it's meant to show that she's older and time has passed now and it's yeah okay let's cut her hair Why do they think all older? We're not all Jamie Lee Curtis. You don't get all past the age of like 45 and get like the man cut. Like, do you know what I mean? It's Academy, Jamie Sorry, Lee. Academy Award winner, Jamie Lee Curtis. She has yeah, to I'm boy. so glad. She's so good, isn't she? Like, yeah. oh. Sorry, Ian. Does he not like her? Ian, Ian loves Jamie Lee Curtis, but he thought the daughter of that film should have won. Instead, yeah, which, he was a bit butt hurt by that. Yeah. Fuck it, give us Jamie Lee Curtis. She was in Scream Team, uh, Scream Queens. Oh, no brilliant show! Yeah. Scream Queens, brilliant. Oh my god! Right, okay. Now you've all worse. seen Scream Queens. Every time they said the name Chad in um, Scream, oh, yeah. you think about yeah, where he yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Goes. It's not my fault. Everyone wants to have sex with Chanel. Women, yeah. men, animals, plants. <laughs> I can't help it. Every time I just thought about Chad Radwell. I was like, I love Chad Radwell so much. I love if, Chad. If no one, if anyone listening hasn't seen Screen Queens, 
watch it Plus. Go and watch it. No, pause this. Go and watch it. It's so good. So good. Why did it get cancelled? I know, but he's still making American Horror Story. But um, oh god, I know. And then American Horror Story shorts or whatever that one that's come out. Like there's a there's a spin off, isn't there? Where there's smaller episodes, one offs. Yeah, they're doing the short one off episodes, and then they're gonna. I think they're going back to the normal sort of arc series but they've 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 died to death at this point i've stopped watching give yeah. me the chanel's back i want to watch chanel number two and then them call chanel number three fat like it's so <laughs> fun like i and a love it fever dream yeah oh, i can see your little poo bear stomach chanel three like it's lines <laughs> like that that you're just never going to get on any other tv tv show it's just so good i love uh, it when they're in bed with boone and he's like if you touch my wiener i'll kick you out of bed boone he's like i'm not going to touch anyone's wiener <laughs> <laughs> Screen Crazy is a great show. Absolutely. Sometimes I'm just in bed with my gay roommate Boone. What's the problem? <laughs> anyway, Love Scream. Chad. Yeah, Scream. Um, so obviously Kirby's back. H- hair aside, happy she's back. Thought she was yeah, good. She's great. Yeah, yeah, she's a really yeah. good character. Kick yeah. ass, FBI. Obviously yeah. gone fought through her trauma the right way and not just, you know, tried to Sydney Prescott it and lock herself away in a house and, you know, try yeah. to grab life by she's the got- balls. She's got her cliche leather jacket for an FBI agent. Yeah. They, they get their it's leather jacket. Standard issue. Uh, uh, yeah. someone, yeah. someone who <laughs> was hired to style Kirby needs to get fired. <laughs> someone who did that probably watched some back in the 90s going, the 90s were great. Let's bring back leather. <laughs> yeah, give her a bob and give her a leather jacket. Woo, no, fire her. She could look so much nicer. Poor we need girl. to emphasize that time has passed. <laughs> Oh, I don't get it. Like she, she was like, and then there was a point when she was like, "I'm 30," and I'm like, "They've dressed you up like a 45 year old person off Brooklyn Nine I was like, "You, you look older than 30." Yeah, because <laughs> she's wearing that fucking atrocious wig. I honestly like, she's a beautiful person, and I felt so bad for how they styled her character. Like you're saying, like they were trying to show she looked old, but it just looks so cliche, and it threw off the quality of her character's return. And I was just like get fired you know what they should have done to make her look 30 is just leave her alone because she's only 33 so she yeah, I know. <laughs> she probably had a great haircut she turned up in some cool clothes and they were like no cut it off oh i yeah. just felt bad for her. i felt i felt but she probably had to do like you know obviously if you're like an actor and they tell you what to wear and there's probably times where you just go oh and you really don't want to do it does anyone do remember that to? yeah do you remember that movie house of wax which came out the remake yeah. and they had like chad Michael paris Martin, paris. <laughs> yeah queen paris but there's a behind the scenes um documentary about it that came out on mtv and i remember watching it and i remember like watching them wardrobe style them all and they were all like ill we would never wear these clothes but you have to i just feel like that's how that actress kirby felt the whole time it mm. must have just been like every time they were like and so now in this scene you're with this she probably just went Bleh. get out of my way i'm gonna be sick <laughs> i just yeah i feel bad for her anyway but she it was probably cool. added to the angst that she had to go through in the movie yeah that's just all her fashion stress coming out she's yeah. just like i look like shit <laughs> oh she anyway. all this rage she has to wear the leather jacket so that when she shows her scar, it looks really cool because she can tuck the jacket back and lift up the t-shirt. Oh, this is yeah, and she's this wearing the obligatory, yeah, the obligatory crew neck white t-shirt, just offsetting and a boring fucking leather jacket. It was just so cliche. Like all, th- all women at 30 just forget what color is and we just wear like skinny jeans and a white t-shirt. Kill me now, please. But is that not the point, point of Scream? It's always been sort of meta and trying to be the cliches poke fun at the cliches yeah 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, Gail Weathers does wear the cliche, like what you would imagine an American news reporter to wear. Yeah, giant like, shoulder pads. Yeah, she yeah. had some. She had a leather blazer on with matching leather pants in one scene, and I was like, "This is so what you would you in your head see like as an '80s news anchor to dress like." Yeah. How nice was her apartment? I was just about to say she had a nice apartment. That was bloody nice. It was nice, but it was it was just so decorated, so boring. But I can imagine like they did it so that like you know when you're rich that you hire decorators and they just are like let's have a sculpture of a shell here against this like one leather chair and then open windows because we all want to see you undress. Like I feel like it was you know <laughs> very, was- weak, very weak walls as well because that guy went straight through them. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I was everyone else I don't I'm gonna make hot take everyone, not that anyone cares. Um I was really glad that Sydney Prescott wasn't in it. I found it refreshing and yeah, I Yeah, I was gonna ask this question. I didn't notice she wasn't in the movie. Yeah, it's only when they actually acknowledge the fact that oh Sydney's yeah. gonna go and Is she coming? No. She a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, she's not in this. I which c- kind of goes to show that you don't need the legacy characters characters yes. to sort of propel this show or film going forward you can move on without him yeah and i found that really interesting because i mean i've never liked sydney's character um i find her very annoying i find her very weak i find her just like it's just as a person i just find her like she's she just pisses me off i don't particularly like nev campbell as an actress like i'm sure she's a lovely person blah, blah 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 i find her acting style very um like one dimensional, she just plays the same thing every time. Like I've seen her in like Wild Things, The Craft, you know, I think she was in Party of Five, wasn't she? And stuff like that. I remember watching her in the 90s and I was just like, you're always the same. Like you don't have any yeah. other way of acting. Um, Neve and- Campbell playing Neve Campbell. Yeah, with different haircuts. Ooh, like it's just, <laughs> it's like, that's it. And another de- denim jean jacket, go Neve Campbell. It's just the same vacant stare and then like slightly crying and her she does the little gasp thing where she goes <gasps> like that to everything and you're just like ugh whatever I don't care about you and I was really glad she wasn't is it but I think like you were saying it goes to show the strength of how much we were all engrossed in the film that we yeah. didn't notice she was there until someone said Sydney sends her regards it was Gail Weathers wasn't it yeah she went <laughs> And I was like, oh, that fucking bitch. I'm glad she's not coming back. But yeah, I remember like, I was like, oh yeah, she's not in it because there was a controversy or something in the real world, wasn't there? Well, they basically wouldn't pay her enough. They basically said, we won't pay you enough. So she went, I'm not in it. And they went, okay, Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 She wanted more money and they wouldn't pay her. Oh, I love that they made the movie. I bet she's at home. She's going, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because what else does she do as an actress other than scream? Like, honestly, what else does she do? She's in that skyscraper film with The Rock. Ooh, oh God! She... Yes, she was, wasn't she? she yeah, was, and you forgot that. because she's yeah. hardly in it. <laughs> I bet she's so bummed. I bet she's just so bummed because apart from that, then I don't know her being in anything. I haven't seen really. her in a lot of anything since. You know, like how? Since... Yeah, you get these nineties. Act- yeah, you get these nineties actresses and actors and stuff like that, and they go up like the rocket does, and they do all these like like Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, like do you know what I mean, and they do all these big sh- these big movies, and then obviously just like everything in, in in the world it plateaus, but they always will go on and do like an Amazon Prime original or like you know they'll do like a, you, they're they're on like CSI Miami or something, and they'll have like a regular show like um what did Nicole Kidman did nine nine Perfect Strangers, and that was great, you know like yeah. but Neve Neve Campbell was one of those actresses of that group as well, and she done nothing but scream. So, so I'm just like, 
where's your paycheck coming from now you greedy bitch yeah because i think with scream two three four onwards you're more interested in the new characters and new surrounding cast and how who they were yeah. and how they were going to die and obviously you kind of always assumed that sydney was probably going to be fine so there's not even any stakes there to get involved with yeah. so yeah. you're not watching it going i wonder if Unless they turned around in one of them and Sydney had turned out to be the killer because she just had enough. Oh, that would have been so good. I I screamed for I was like, that would be the best way to end this, would be just go, Sydney's the killer. She's like, fuck you guys, I'm done. So... (laughs) I'm ending it my way. Yeah, and then but, they just yeah. take her away on like a stretcher, and it's like that scene from The Simpsons where she's like, "The butterfly did it," and she's all like nuts <laughs> and stuff like that. I, that would have been a much better ending. Whereas, well, there was a long rumor that Gail was supposed to be the killer in this one, but I think it's probably because she's the only OG left that's currently in the movies. Oh, legacy, I'm legacy character. I'm so annoyed that at the uh, like you know it's like you were saying earlier Toby that the, the end kind of really died off. The thing that really bugged me about the end is how everyone survives. Mm. Yeah, the core four. Oh, and then do they were like do we Gail's think it kind of makes me feel Huh? I was going to say do we think Gail should have died? Yeah, cuz they were like Gail's in the ICU and I was like, "Oh, yeah, but then also at the same time, it's would it have been tacky for them to have like taken each film and each time a legacy character dies? Because Dewey died in five. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Gail died in six. If they make a seven, we'd have been like expecting it. But then who's left? No well, have, yeah. They'd have to bring Sydney back to kill her. Yeah. yeah. And really. the thing is now, now, like this was probably Gail's best scene in any, in of, any them, of them. Really? Yeah. 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 Like, I'd say this was her best, like particularly like, the, the, her, basically would be murder scene like that was that really well done i thought the the scene between her and ghostface on the phone was really well done yeah it was excellent the the feistiness of um courtney cox with the gun i I thought that was brilliant it's like i'm gonna shoot in the fucking face and like just shooting (laughs) through the door i was like she actually had learned from everything that i loved when ghostface was like you missed and i was like (laughs) imagine you're like in that scenario and i like the attention to detail when she um audio listeners she tries to enter obviously a safe box code to get the gun out and she's obviously panicking and she misenters it like three or four times doesn't she and i like that attention to detail because that is how you would act you would be in that moment just going what the fuck is a four-digit code i've in your fingers would work you'd (laughs) you'd be shaking and i thought that was an excellent attention to detail also i did notice that it was shot in her walk-in closet which was sans any clothing i was like does gail where's all your brightly colored leather suits now gail um in some the other wing of the house oh i'm so stupid it's because i'm not rich and white and living in new york (laughs) that that apartment was about three miles long so it was (laughs) massive just the balcony alone was huge. Oh my god. It's like the guy who sold Minecraft, remember, and then he lives in that massive house out in the middle of nowhere and it's like nothing in it and he's all lonely and he got depressed. I feel like Gail Weathers when she Because he only knows how to build in Minecraft, so he's got nothing in his house. Well, I mean, to be honest, nothing in that place was of value. Not even her would-be boyfriend. He didn't even get a name. He was just expendable. Or a close-up. He was, he <laughs> yeah. was, he was way, just cast in shadow. He was way hotter than Dewey. I was like, Gail, you upgraded. But she is a rich white woman now living on the Upper East Side. So, you know, that's why she's upgraded. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, but Dewey, Dewey could take a stab in. Let's be honest. I never, I never liked Dewey's character either. He, he was just such a pantomime kind of full full of a character for every film so he grew on me i i didn't like him in the first couple but he grew on. he's like oh he's here but he should he should be dead by now yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that's a running thing he's a giant he's basically like a sieve 
kudos to um, <laughs> Courtney Cox and David Arquette in real life for being able to do two, I think it was two or three more movies after yeah. they divorced, you know. So they worked yeah. very professionally alongside each other, which you don't often get in Hollywood. Very good friends still, apparently. So, you know, fair yeah, play Yeah, well done for them. Like Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, they're real, really close, aren't they? So, mm. you know, that it can, it can still exist. But, um, yeah, I just was... Yeah, it would have been. Would it have been tacky if she died? So you can't tell. But yeah, yeah you're but they right. They can't kill her off in great. seven now because I feel like this was such a peak moment. Yeah, to undo that by killing her in seven would just be a bit of a letdown. Can we all establish that in this movie the killings were proper hardcore? Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, I wondered if either of you thought that because there was a bit. How many people got stabbed in the face? So many people. I was like, this guy loves the the face. Doctor in particular. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) right through the the fucking nose. Yeah, and there was another one where someone got stabbed in in the eye or in the face or something. It was like a bit character, and then I was just like, this dude loves a face shank. I was like, good for him. (laughs) And also, some of them were just blatantly out in the open, like obviously the bit in the shop where they just burst in, and you're like, because normally ghost faces in the shadows. If anyone's around, they just slink away. He's like, nah. And that guy steps up to him. He's like, yep, taking you out. And then a gun. I was like, Ghostface. Yeah, never... when he got a gun, I've never been sexually aroused by Ghostface because I don't find it. <laughs> I, I like, so you know... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm That's a lot serious. of power you got in your hands there, yeah, Ghostface. Yeah, it was like that. Like, yeah, Jason's hot. Like, Michael's hot. Like, do you know what I mean? You want to, as a woman, you want to fuck a powerful man. And like, <laughs> well, you do. Like, you do. <laughs> Audio listeners, we've had this chat on my channel, but men are soft now and we have lacked, like, you know how you get those weird, creepy alpha incel men who are like, women should stay at home and cook in the kitchen and don't get a job. I'm like, fine, I'm tired anyway. I work four jobs. (laughs) Um, If if you're rich enough to pay for my lifestyle, honey, I'll do that for you. And then I'll have affairs while you're at work. Um, But like, you know, like, we are like biologically programmed. You as as men are biologically programmed to look for caregivers because that's what you're designed to do. And as a woman, I'm biologically programmed to look for um, like a, someone to look after me. I don't need that at all as a person now. And you don't need a caregiver as a person now. Of course we don't. We've evolved. But there is a primal part of you that thinks that way that's why we that's why we're attracted to people with nice eyes because it's a sign of health that's why you're attracted to people with nice hair because it's the last part of the body and skin that gets nourished so it shows your health it's all primeval so every now and then i want to sorry toby (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like men in women like a man looks for that in women where he's like well bald people have got more testosterone (laughs) that's why we're 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 more manly than ever (laughs) uh, a man will look at a woman's hair and eyes because then she looks healthy which means she's fit enough to give birth because that's what you're designed to look for in a mate and i'm designed to look for a strong man who can protect me and child i mean as i said we don't think serial killer with a shotgun in a bodega is hot nice there we go and that's how it comes full circle there's a deep part of my core and i'm very transparent about it and a lot of women won't be but there is a deep part of a female core just like there's a deep part of your core where you're like make me a fucking sandwich bitch do you know what i mean there's a deep part of me that goes you should um I really want to watch you kill that guy. Like that is inside my core and I don't care. I'm like, I want to watch him kill that guy. So when my point being full circle, while you get a sandwich, I was aroused by him with a gun. Well, as soon as he caught that, that two shot- of us, because so was I. As soon as <laughs> oh. I saw that powerful shotgun in his hands. I yeah, like, dude, it was so hot. When, oh, he cocked, when he cocked that shotgun, my vagina was like, I'm ready. And I was like, not for you. <laughs> He's on the screen. Go back to sleep. We might get stabbed by a woman with a boots bag. <laughs> She might. It's a stressful time. She, she she might got hot all hot under that um, cable net sweat. <laughs> she was fucking sweating up a storm under the cable network. 
Yeah, my vagina had to go back to sleep after that because I was like, not yeah. now. But it was hot, wasn't it, where he cocked that gun? I was like, oh. Yeah, but that was a great scene. Because he's, great scene. he's never, correct me from wrong, but I don't think Gorfsis has ever really used a gun when no, never. Only, masked. Only with, I was going to say, only when the mask comes off do they get guns. Yeah. Yeah, because Billy rule. Loomis has the gun, doesn't he? And all yeah. that shit. And then so does Mrs. Loomis. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. what's the brother in three called? Oh, uh, Christ. Played by Sean. Con- what's his face? Connor? I can't, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know who he means. Ghost Rifts in 3. Just to watch gun. him like parade around that store in like early evening in New York, I was just like, get some. And then there was like Tuckies on the floor, which are, like those weird crisps from America that everyone eat. And I was like, oh, Tuckies. Um, but like it was... <laughs> They blew up all the so t- many references. They blew up all the Takis, but um, yeah, it was. I loved that, and I also really loved the killing with the girl trying to cross the ladder. And I was just like, do you remember yeah, when it, her guts were falling out? And he's just like, you know, when you're a dickhead as a child, right? And then like someone's on like you know a play park, and you shake the thing they're walking across, the little chain thing or the stupid yep. tightrope. That was Ghostface. He was just like, like shaking uh, it. He's like, you dumb fucking bitch. Like, I was just like, he's having fun. Make you, did a murder today, made it a little fun. You know, I mean, he was having a good time, I think. Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Also, he got hit in the head a lot. And if it was, we know it's three people, but let's just argue that all of those people took at least two large hits to the head because he got hit in the head a lot. Um, I'm surprised that no one had a mild concussion. <laughs> A mild concussion or bruises or any visible sign of injury on yep. their faces. Think back the to how movie. many times in that movie you saw Ghostface get hit round the head with something. Oh, tons yeah. of times. Yep. And so then yeah. what? Let's say, as we said, Scream goes over the course of maybe two to three days. Like you said just a minute ago, they took all their masks off. And none of them had a single well yeah. bruise. One of them got hit in the face with a frying pan twice. Clearly that Halloween costume gives them invulnerability powers. You know, the ghost face outfit, just they're, they're invulnerable when they're wearing it. What's the stupid armor they wear in Lord of the Rings? Mithril. Mithril. That, of course yeah. I'd know that. That's what it's made out of. Oh my God, you went on our Lord of the Rings podcast. Me and Chris did that with Ian. We did. Aww. That was that was the last time we, uh, we, we did a podcast together. Chris, do you remember how upset you were when I talked about Return of the King? <laughs> Oh God! So for listeners <laughs> who have maybe who maybe know Return of the King, if you're listening to this, you're probably into that kind of stuff. <laughs> maybe know Return of the King. Um, Rachel assumed that the end of Return of the King, the coronation <laughs> of Aragorn, was actually a wedding, and <laughs> that <laughs> it's a fucking wedding. You, I watched it the other day. It's a fucking wedding. It's not a wedding. We Reliant. established this last time. <laughs> All right. When have you ever been? Yeah. We'll, we'll argue about Lord of the Rings now. When have you ever been? Because I watched it. I'm not kidding you. It was on Sky. And I was at my friend's house. And I was like, oh, it's at the end. I watched the wedding. Yeah. And I was, my point is proven. Yeah. Because in the background, they're like talking to Aragon or whatever. No one cares. And there's like flower garlands everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah. Wedding. Duh. He he literally gets crowned at the yeah, beginning Yeah, people of wear it. crowns. Gandalf they... puts the crown on his head. And people it's like, wear you are now crowns. the king, boyo. People wear crowns when they get married. Did you never see David Beckham marry Victoria Beckham? No, I missed no. that one, unfortunately. Okay, no, well, they wore crowns and they scum. sat in a throne. <laughs> scum. Um, yeah, people wear crowns all the time. It's nice. Uh, Miss America, she wears crowns. People wear crowns. So they got married. Not, not at that time, anyway. I want to be the spider. 
Oh, from yeah, you said this as well. You wanted to be the spider from Return you of the should, King. Yeah, you should have seen the fan art I got about that, Chris. I had fan art made. It's you like got printed fan out. art made, and it's and it's um like it's a digital art drawing, and it's a big spider, and it says in like cobwebs, "I have big Shelob energy," which was I think the quote. That right is there. exactly what you said. So. Yeah, <laughs> and it's framed in my other room right now. It's so fun. It's so you're gonna great. need to send us a picture of that. Yeah, You've I, got to get some fan art. I've got other fan art as well. Like someone sent me a digital picture of me um, having Samara come out of the podcast screen that I sit in front of. So that is so. cool. If anyone wants to send us fan art, then please do. But that is cool. But I yeah. do have big Shelob energy. I would love to eat a bunch of people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that would be fun. I've got Gollum energy. <gasps> Sick. Oh my god, I played <laughs> it's the that. Duality. Yeah, I was actually Precious. I was Precious. I was playing like we were talking when we were watching Lord of the Rings with my powers and everyone was like, who would you be? And I was like, Shelob. And they're like, please, you're Gollum. I was like, oh, I'm skinny, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, in that case, I'm fucking Oliphant then because I'm a fat git. Uh, yeah, oh, you could be um, Gimli. Couldn't you? I could go with that. Yeah, I've he's like... have got the beard for it. Yeah, you said you had a beard. I was going to say, you'd be Gimli. Um, Chris, who do you want to be? Uh, I said I want to be uh, Pippin or Merry, so... <laughs> That's because no, you want to be high all the time. They're yeah. such bit part characters. Don't you want to be someone fun? Who's who's the funnest character in Lord of the Rings? Who has the most fun in Lord of the Rings? I like Sean Bean's character, and I'm going to be really stupid and not remember his name. Boromir. Boromir. He's sexy. And then you can go on to be in Silent Hill. That's nice. That's true, and then get lost forever. Um, and then you can be in Game of Thrones as well. Look at all the I could die in everything. Oh, that would be sick. No, all in right. fairness, who's Boromir's brother? Faramir. Faramir. Played by he's David cool. Wenham. <laughs> We're doing this in unison and I'm liking it. Yeah, he's nice as well. I like him. But I don't like the man who eats tomatoes, but I like the way he died. Denethor. Yeah. He, oh, ugh, I hate him. It. I hate him. Why? He's the worst because he's so disgusting. And then why does he try and set his son on fire? Like, he's so stupid all the time. Like, the guy is like... Like it's like it's like people in positions of power are like naturally stupid. I think like hi, we live in England. We're really good at notifying that with our government. But like he's the worst. He's like my son's dead. I'm like he's just asleep. Calm down. You don't need to set everyone on fire. And then he's making anyone like, who eats tomatoes like that. Yeah, he's making like guy. midgets sing to him while he eats tomatoes in like a really disgusting way. And also, I like really get annoyed at the bit where he catches on fire because Gandalf's all like, "I'm gonna ride a horse inside a building," and I'm like, "That's impractical." Um, but then he catches on fire, doesn't he? And then he runs out of the building and he jumps off the edge of that cliff thing. Right. Yes. That that's ages. That's a really long distance. And he didn't use a golf cart, which means the amount of time that he was on fire, he probably would have deprived himself of oxygen and or passed out from the plane before he got there. Sorry, Lord of the Rings. Next is time the, include a include it, a golf cart. It is the worst wedding ever, I must say. <laughs> Love. I don't even really like weddings and films, but I think Worse that one was the pretty. Good. Worse than the red wedding. <laughs> didn't even care. Didn't you love Joffrey? Joffrey was sexy. You know how like everyone's like Joffrey's a dick. No, no, no. That's the kind of man that women look for. He was a child. Swings around about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old's Joffrey? Not that old. I mean, the actor was of age. I'll give you that, but maybe not right. the character. No, he's like sixteen. He's of an age of consent. He must be. <laughs> Not in the books. It all the <laughs> I never read the books. Like, Fair enough. For legal terms, for legal purposes, he's sixteen and hot. Fair enough. Also, yay! Anyway, scream. Yeah, scream. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Um, 
yeah. when Joffrey shoots the crossbow and his wife's all like, that's so sexy. That's me if a man's got money, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can a shotgun and a bodega. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, Scott, um, Scream, Ghostface is sexy if he had a guy, if he had money as well. I'd be like, are you rich? Hi. Mm. I see you shot those Takis. Someone's got expendable pocket money. <laughs> what are you doing later? Um, yeah, what are you doing? He's like killing and I'm like, <laughs> Do you want to catch a subway on Halloween? Yeah. Um, Can I come along? The the subway scene, I think you, you mentioned it previously, Rachel, but I, that was probably the best, I guess, sequence in the film, for me anyway. Yeah. I think it was so well done, that bit, with the lights going very up and on. Very midnight meat train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like total homage to, I don't know if it was meant to be, but it was very much homage to scenes like from films like Midnight Meat Train. Again, Friday the 13th with Jason, it takes Manhattan. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another film where they're on a subway and they get killed and it reminded me of it. I think it's a Japanese film. It's relevant now then, I forget. But it, it, there were scenes that were like, like we were saying in the beginning, very homage and that was definitely one of them with the lights on and then off and on and off. How many times have you seen that trope in horror? Mm-hmm. That was very well crime. done. But it was yeah. so well executed. It was fantastic. And they stabbed the woman I found really annoying with her very pro-feminist t-shirt slogans throughout the movie so that we really know that she was a lesbian and black and a woman in 2023. I was like, that's all right, just cram it down my throat a little bit more. I couldn't quite get that you were being all-inclusive in this movie. Yeah, and at that point, you'd be like, <laughs> I'm just getting off this train. I don't care where everyone else is. I'm on my own. I'm leaving. <laughs> Oh, she was so stupid for going off by herself. But then at the end, because I was just like, look, he's clearly not going to kill you on a train. And then I was like, oh, you were right. Pro-feminist slogan t-shirt lady. Yeah, I'd have gone straight back up above ground and gone, right, I'm going to find, I'm going to just stand in the open. It's also how quickly she recovered from being literally gutted. Yes. She got stabbed and it got dragged up her stomach. Yeah, and, and he then she's her running times. around at the end. Yeah, like, hey, I got given a whole load of drugs and now I'm fine. Woohoo! Such a fucking cop out, wasn't it, when she said that? I was so angry about the fact. So if you've got stabbed, yeah, right, in your gut region, I think he stabbed her a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, and then the he floor. like tore it up. Yeah. yeah. So then imagine what's just the- like a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Mm, sexy. Um, like what's what are you gonna not be able to do easily? Oh yeah, stand upright because that's gonna fucking hurt on your wounds. Like you've seen have you ever like you know when people have surgery, if they've had any kind of abdominal surgery. Yeah, you like don't had, walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they've had like stitches and it's been painful. done, yeah, by a competent surgeon. That person isn't up and about for at least a good week. And she was like running onto the back of an ambulance. She's like, I'm on a bunch of drugs, and I'm like, bitch, I've seen people on morphine who are like, Oh, can you help me use a toilet? like because they're in <laughs> fucking pain and i was like yeah. that really that was my, bugged me yeah i think that was my biggest gripe of the film yeah uh, the end not, not not just her but the amount that people seem to survive yep like even chad her brother he was he, stabbed repeatedly he, he got yeah. eviscerated at the end of that and then s- somehow he's still alive i know he's supposed to kind of be like the new dewey where he can just survive anything because i thought he was yeah. dead in the last one Audio listeners, alive. they held him up like he was Jesus on the crucifix and there was two pillars <laughs> either side of him and he was having a proper biblical moment and they're stabbing him in unison. And they're all just watching. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love and how they're like, like, run. Yeah, his face got all weird and bloated in that bit. And I was like, what's wrong with your face? You look weird. Um, but like, they're stabbing him massive amounts in unison and then he survives. And I'm like, how are you surviving with that? And also, if you think about when he got stabbed, which was just before they were like going into the main showdown in the um, theater. So let's say that's 15 to 20 minutes. Then add on another 15 to 20 minutes for, you know, ambulance care to come. Y'all bled out by them. Yeah, he's dead. Y'all bled out. You're dead as heck. And then fucking Courtney Cox, um, she got shanked numerous times. And there was a huge bit of glass or something that went through like her 
like liver stomach area definitely had an organ for sure yeah yeah anatomically you're going to be pissing acid inside your body and bleeding out everywhere and they're like she's got a weak pulse i'm like yeah but you're not going to survive that and they're like she's fine she was probably in icu doing fucking yoga and cartwheels great people recovering <laughs> scream my god gail's top 10 tips on how to survive knife kills and yoga poses to yeah, heal yourself just doing like a, a tiktok or something like that yeah. I, I guess in, in the like, screen the scream universe doctors have to be really good because the amount of times people get stabbed so you know yeah. <laughs> i mean to be it is kind of running that people just seem to survive just unsurvivable amounts yeah. of damage like dewey is just a walking testament to that yeah but there were there were some silly things in this film the deaths i think well the lack of deaths i guess the lack of people actually staying dead (laughs) and just miraculously surviving horrendous things also going back to the ladder bit obviously which is a great scene where she's trying to get across the ladder she stays dead yeah she's definitely dead dead, to be fair but he had a ladder in his room what has he got a ladder for he lives in an apartment what does he need a ladder for okay i'm gonna give him this a it's one of those really weird like in his bedroom Right, okay, it's a, right. It's, a, it's a, an, a New York apartment. It could have been tiny. Right, he had one of those JMC <laughs> so you <having> a ladder? <laughs> ones. You know those ladders that fold down? Maybe they're down. really tall cabinets. Yeah, you know the ladders that fold down? He had one of them, in fairness, so they did think about it, because it was one of those like ones you buy off TV where they're like, the retractable ladder, blah. It was one of them. And two, he had a housemate, like you said, could have been a contractor, or window washer. He could, yeah. yeah, but it's in his yeah. bedroom. You're like, I don't put Window my washer. work stuff. <laughs> you don't know his life. That's maybe fair. he it's a New York maybe apartment. he likes climbing his ladder. Yeah, it's a New York apartment. It's probably really fucking small. So if he'd put it in the foyer of like his apartment, he probably just has to open a door and lean out an inch because as you know, New York apartments are not big. Yeah, so you know yeah. it could and he's been. probably living on his own, so he's probably got like a studio apartment, so it's just yeah. his bedroom. It's just a it's a like a sad it's just one room. roll out futon next to a sink which he pisses and cries in simultaneously. Thanks yeah. City. Whilst he's randomly taking his shirt off in front of the window. Also, he was way too hot to be having sex with her. Like he was out of her league. Like you reckon? he was hot. Yeah, he was hotter than her. She looked depressed all the time. Like she wasn't a hottie. I mean she has a, she hot. she has PTSD, so that's <laughs> because she's she's going through a bit she was so stupid in the beginning of that movie when she goes to therapy which i also found a very interesting addition to the film it was good that they showed like people dealing with their trauma like yeah. okay well done but you know mental health's on trend now so did sydney fun. ever go to therapy not that we ever saw no. isn't there a, i think they referenced she just got that, locks on the door yeah i think they yeah. referenced that she well, tried she therapy. become like a an anti-suicide watch yeah um like helper. phone guy I, I yeah yeah, yeah, yeah second yeah. or third film and i think in the second film they referenced that she tried therapy and it didn't work which is why she locked herself away in that house out in the middle of nowhere like i think there's like a where she's like i tried all of that but like I was watching that and I was like, you stupid women, because like she's like, sometimes I think about killing and I'm like, squeeze beef. But therapy 101, never say the things that you actually think about. Circumvent them so that they can't report you and uh, 136 you, silly cow. There's a lesson for you kids. <laughs> lesson kids. <laughs> Mummy goes to a lot of therapy and never tell them about the things you think about. Just sidestep the things that are bad and only talk about the other things. They'll report That's a you... great way of addressing those problems. Well, you know, they'll report you for anything because they have to safeguard, don't they? So it's like you have to just know what you can and can't say if you don't want to live in the loony bin. 
Fair enough. They, they have terrible food in there and you can't sleep. I mean, you just made an admission on here. So. It's all recorded. My therapists don't care. They're like, she's fucking beyond saving. Let's go. And I pay them. I pay them. It's privatized. You can do what you want once it's private, but the NHS are like, oh, I've got to fill out a safeguarding form now because you said chilling. And you're like, oh, I didn't even mean it. Whatever. I just watched Scream 6. What are you talking about? I just said he was hot, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I said he was powerful and hot. <laughs> He was like it's it, the the shotgun scene is is like it's it's made it into my top ten serial killers on TV masturbation list. So. Well, which which of the three was it in the bodega? Was it was it Quinn? Was it Ethan? Gee, or Quinn. Was it uh, the Bailey Detective Bailey? I would want it for sexiness to be the young son because the dad's okay. not hot and Quinn's kind of hot, but I find that she's got too much of a dinner plate face, and I like. <laughs> <laughs> less round faces that's a serving <laughs> I could just, you could just eat right off it she's a very attractive lady to someone but she's personally not my type i like much more featured fun. get out of here plate face <laughs> stop plate face the new spinoff to scream yeah. <laughs> the low budget version i think the dad's hot he's got some sex appeal he was there back in the days of friends so him and gail weathers he, have got some history he is oh, fucking her- friends oh my god you've done it for me i was watching that stupid movie and i was like where are you from here where there have you i recognized he's, you yeah he's he dates jennifer aniston for br- like a brief time in friends yeah don't find yeah. jennifer aniston hot either don't get the appeal i mean i get that her nips were always pointing out during friends which is also when i was really young and i realized i was bisexual i was like oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> hello nipple yeah i was like why do I really like Jennifer Aniston's tits? Um, yeah, but no, I don't find Jennifer Aniston hot, and everyone did. I don't get it. Whatever. I don't find him hot either. So I'd want it to be the young son. And I, the dinner plate girl is lovely in her own way, but she's not my type. I think the dad was was fine <laughs> in the first... Which of the scream killers do you all want to fuck? <laughs> well, I think the dad was fine in the first two, but he really fucking annoyed me in the third one. He just, like, yeah. when the whole reveal came around, I was like, really? Is this the reveal? Is this really the reason? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It seems a bit... Uh, well, we probably should come up with a reason of killing people, and then this is it. Uh, I found the son's acting I, I very hammy feel... in the final. Can, we, yeah. can we address the like the the reveal there, like that he's reasoning for wanting to kill? I feel like that had potential to actually be quite strong, mm. where like he's he's so pissed off about what the fuck's my happened son. <laughs> yeah, but like he's like fuck this this shit is. I, I put my son on this. I'm responsible for this. I've got to be the one to end it. Yeah, but you know, it, it ended up just being like Scream Two, where Billy well, Lewis's yeah, exactly. mum was like, "You killed my son, so I need to kill you." And you're like, oh, well, all I've right. Seen, I've, well, that's, I've that's where I feel before. like they shit the bed because they could have done, they could have addressed it where the reason that he was doing this was literally just to end it, not not to fantasize it or do anything crazy. He just wants to end it, bring it to a close. I see what they, you're saying. That's a good bed. idea. Yeah, like you know, I've had enough of people's children dying. Like we need to stop this now. Also, secondary point: um, if you were the son and the dinner plate girl, um, like, and your father <laughs> has invested like all of this time into avenging his son's death, like, there's going to be a point where I don't know, like, whatever. If you're that insecure, but if you're a little bit insecure, wouldn't you be like, "Daddy, why don't you love me this much that you're going to avenge a whole entire death?" They're not me? the first not even part. just to avenge, <laughs> spend as much money as he must have done on getting all yeah, that. Yeah, like, Daddy, you could have, like, you know, bought on me a cop a salary. Yeah. I was gonna say like, he's a very he's, crooked cop. Clearly, do these kids feel slightly underappreciated? Like, and also, why do they love their brother so much? Like, I like my sister and everything like that. But if like she died, say I had a relationship with my family, and my mother came up to me and was like, "We must avenge Claire's death." You know, like, Claire, I know you don't listen to my show. You 
cow. <laughs> but like, if my mother like was like, let's avenge Claire's death, I'd be like, kind of busy, and you know. <laughs> Do I'm I get doing... a shotgun? Yeah, like <laughs> I need to feel powerful to do this. Like, do you know? I would be like, I'm doing stuff, and she's dead. So, what's it going to do? What's it going to achieve? Like, and also, I'm getting the suspicion, Mom, that you probably liked Claire more than me now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's how. And she's like, well, you're not dead enough for me to judge. Um... I'm like, well, you would want that, wouldn't you? Clearly, and it was just like a weird family breakdown. And then we would circle right back to where my family status is now. Um, so it would just go nowhere. Oh my god, we would argue before we've avenged Claire's death. Claire's very much alive. Touch wood. I'm touching wood. Well, the, 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 the three of them were very much in sync. You know, even yeah. when they just decimated Chad. You know, they even had a, a moment for the, the dinner plate in Ethan <laughs> to both strike a pose and do the cliched knife wipe. Hated that. Nearly like, threw. How in sync was that? I nearly threw my chewing gum at the screen. I Because I'm a skinny legend, audio listeners, as you know, and I'm not eating food in cinemas. Um, like, I was so angry about that. So tacky. It was so tacky. You have to admit, like you got you got Ghostface with the shotgun in the shop, shooting up Tuckies, and we're all like, "Woo, bitch!" Like having a great time. And then they're in unison wiping their stupid little um, <laughs> flick knives down. I was like, "You look stupid." <laughs> it really annoyed me. I don't know why it really bugged me. Anyway, I was like, "You look kind of lame." I know they were clearly the brother and sister that had must have been doing like the practice drama. They've gone home and, and like, like rehearsed. we're going to practice this in the mirrors. Like now we're going to wipe the knives. Yes, we've done it. Oh, Choreography. God, yeah, it was really lame. That really bugged me. It took me out of that moment where they'd like just obliterated Chad Radwell. Yeah. Chaddy. Yeah. Chaddy, I've come back to not break up with you. Speaking of things that took me out of the film, every time they played the Peaky Blinders theme music, which I know is a song Red Right Hand, but it's basically, as I know it, the Peaky Blinders music. I was like, why are they playing this? For? They played it at least three, four times throughout the whole film. I was like, is that the the it, song? It the starts with the, like, the, the chime and then... Just goes like, is that was it in Peaky Blinders? Well, yeah, it's the, it's the it intro, pretty... it's the music for Peaky Blinders. They used it for that. Oh, because it was in the 1996 original Scream, so I've always associated it with just being oh, like, in that case, I have... fair enough. Yeah. Is it in the original? Yeah, in the, in the 1996 one, there's a scene where um, they literally it's not for the intro, it's not the theme song, it's the scene where they are announcing the curfew and Sydney and Rose McGowan, uh, Tatum, Rose McGowan's character. Mm-hmm are driving home and they're going to the shop and you see everyone like closing everything up and the curfews being locked down so as they like pan through woodsboro they're playing that song i mean it's a great song and i do love it i just for me i've just always associated now with peaky blinders so it really threw me off the yeah off no, it's no I'm, I'm i'm like rachel i i saw the callback because i've never seen peaky blinders because i'm a heathen uh, i mean i watched the first few seasons it's okay it is yeah. what it is they use a song by PJ Harvey in um, Peaky Blinders, and I was like, Taj, that's a really good music choice. Thanks, mate. Well done. <laughs> well done. No one ever remembers PJ Harvey, and she was great. So, PJ Harvey. Anyway, I'm, d- yeah. I'm, done, I'm done talking about PJ Harvey now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out PJ Harvey. Shout out PJ Harvey. Um, yeah, it, it was a good homage if you remember the original Scream. But yeah, if you haven't like watched Scream in ages, you'd probably forget that song because yeah. it was just a quick, as I said, random song in the middle of the movie, like halfway through as a panning shot over Woodsboro plays out. You know, it's nothing. It's, I will rewatch and look out for that next time. Um, so, yeah. cool. Good to know. Thanks, Scream. Um, um, speaking of, I guess, 
other screen films. The way this ends, obviously, I'd have liked maybe for Sam's character to be a bit more ambiguous as to whether she was going to keep the mask or not, maybe, yeah, and say, yeah. like, mm, maybe she will, maybe she won't. But she's clearly gone, no, actually, I don't need to kill. And I was like, you probably will. Um, yeah, I was hoping she was going to keep that and just walk I'd have liked her to When she dropped it on the floor, I was like, pussy. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Feel powerful like me. Yeah. Feel powerful like me would have just shot everyone. Yeah, I was kind of like, I think I agree. It would have been a lot because obviously she's like, Daddy, I don't want to kill anyone. And oh my god, it just sounds like when I'm making content, Daddy. Um, (laughs) 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 And when her daddy's like, Oh, you should like, it's inside of you. Billy Loomis's character, audio listeners, kind of like, um, she sees like the ghost of him, doesn't she? Occasionally, and like feels like she can in. A Simpsons quote, embiggen his spirit. Um, <laughs> while she's embiggening his spirit, which is a perfectly cromulent word, uh, like he, you're like, oh, it would have been such an interesting end to the movie if, like, obviously not like a dumb supernatural, or she got possessed by her father. Like, no, but if she had, like, continued the legacy because she was clearly she's like given into the darker side yeah, yeah because obviously as we all know some mental health disorders are hereditary so maybe you know what with her therapist and stuff like that yeah. you could have done the whole like circle story where her therapist had been like you know oh psychopathic traits are hereditary and you know but well, she, she certainly enjoyed killing the detective at the end yeah and, and then even she... her sister tara giving her the nod of approval being like yeah, yeah you finished this off and she could have played it out like um i'm possessed by my father and then like in the next movie you find out she's just had like a psychotic break she's had psychosis the whole time and thinks she's billy loomis that'd have been sick that'd have been an interesting way to play it if she'd taken the mask but no she dropped it on the floor like an absolute nerd Oh, I'm too hip for killing. No, you're not. Stab someone. She clearly likes it. She clearly has a taste. It could have also set up the red herring right from the beginning. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, she's got the mask, so maybe she is the killer. She's lost it this time, and then you find she's working in a garden center, and she's really well rounded, and you're just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've addressed my issues. (laughs) I'm dealing with the screen seven is just a drama. (laughs) Everyone's wearing cable knit jumpers. Yeah. And she's like married to her therapist as well. And she's like, I call him daddy sometimes. And we're all like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are the issues. Um, yeah, because it would have been interesting for, I guess, a potential Scream 7 if she had kept the mask, whether she would yeah. then, like you say, be a red herring. Uh, do we, I mean, I'm assuming we we'll want a Scream 7, but do we think there's, like, how well, how does that work? What happens in Scream 7? Well, they've 7? already announced, haven't they? They're doing it. They are doing it. Have they yeah, yeah. Oh. They've been greenlit for the 7th. Scream Seven. Uh, what do we? Yeah, well, they got green lit for the Society on Netflix. And FYI, anyone, if you haven't watched the Society on Netflix, please go and watch it because it is literally a very, very well written TV drama. And then they green lit it, and then they cancelled it. And everyone was like, "Y'all giving like the stupidest shows on Netflix the green light for another season, and no one's watching them." And the Society was like, it was like number one rated when it came out for ages. Everyone loved it, and then they were just like. dude it was like the best show netflix have done in forever and then they greenlit a bunch of crap that no one wanted like is it cake or something stupid like that so yeah they greenlight it but you never know do you is what i'm saying you never know i I don't think there should be another one scream is a safe bet obviously oh yeah i absolutely completely agree with you but you know devil's advocate they may not but you know they're going to but do i think there should be another one no but are they going to do another one of course they are because it's money baby and it's hollywood so let's get that money while we can because nostalgia sells right now everyone franchises sell right now everyone shall we beat marvel a bit more to death like a dead horse yes we shall well we certainly do on this yeah we do yeah (laughs) 
But it's just, we've seen it with horror time and time again. It's an, I mean, we, we joke, you know, and, and we, we use the term the horror trope, you know, so much. But, I mean, horror franchising and making terrible movies as part of, you know, sagas and franchising is literally yeah. horror history 101. And, I mean, when they once they blasted Jason Voorhees into space, you know, we were all ready to, to kill ourselves. But someone greenlit that movie and they kept greenlighting those movies to the point where they fired Jason into space. They kept greenlighting those movies to the point where they hired Paul Rudd to be the like uh, related son of Michael Myers and Michael can be can survive being stabbed because he's part of a pagan cult or something like do you know what I mean like you can keep going and it just they did saw two should have just stopped there it's a pile mm-hmm. of shit you know what I mean yeah <laughs> don't they, make they those... really peaked with the first one there <laughs> they yeah. they were just done and then they made jigsaw I, I mean do you know what I mean it's 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 a disgusting cliche within itself that they're gonna make more sh- they're gonna beat this horse to death now because yeah. screams had well, a resurgence at least finish their requel trilogy haven't they yeah true yeah so what they'll be so that'd be five six and seven then yeah yeah because yeah. like at the moment they seem to be sticking to the the original trilogy script you know the first one was the high school and they were doing the original oh, murders yeah. this one it's the college so next one it's going to be the hollywood the hollywood remake of the hollywood remake of stab i guess yeah and oh then oh my and, god and then you know they'll have the arc uh, the architect of this particular trilogy so who influenced richie yeah. oh yeah you know, yeah, because so. Roman from Scream Three, obviously Roman, that was his yeah. name. Who um, so I never really bought as a as a villain because he's just so smiley all the time. Uh, <laughs> just so like, hey guys, I'm going to kill you all. Um, but <gasps> imagine if they bring back Rory Culkin. Imagine if they bring back Rory Culkin, I'll kill everyone. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love you, Rory Culkin. I'm pretty sure he died, Rachel. I'm so yeah. upset he's married, and he got married by Paul Heyman. And if anyone watches WWE, which I absolutely completely love to death, Paul Heyman's my daddy. I love Paul Heyman. He's big I, and fat and round. I know who Paul Heyman is, yeah. Oh, my God, I love Paul Heyman so much. I want Paul Heyman to stare at the back of my head like he does to Roman Reigns. Like, it's just so romantic. Like, he loves Roman Reigns, and he loves Brock Lesnar. And I just want big, fat daddy Paul Heyman to crush me to death now that Meatloaf's dead, because Meatloaf was my other man I wanted to crush me to death. I, I also not that. the first time I've ever heard you say that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I have a th- Tobias, you don't know this stuff. Sometimes I want really big fat men to crush me. And then I call them daddy while they're doing it. Everyone has a kink. All right. <laughs> this is not the kink shaming podcast. No, no. Don't I don't I absolutely can't stand kink shaming. Anyone you could dress up as a baby and tell me that you like it and I'd be like, That's nice. I hope you have fun. You and your girlfriend are having a great time. Like Only I wouldn't give Sundays. a sh- Yeah, like I wouldn't give a I wouldn't give a shit and then Sometimes I think about fat people crushing me. It'd be really sexy. Is that why you can only um, do the mornings, Toby? <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Sometimes. Um, who am I wanting to crush me? Paul Heyman. Paul oh, my Heyman, God. Yeah. Anyway, Rory Culkin and his wife in real life, because they both love WWE, got Paul Heyman to be their, I don't know what you call it, but vicar guy. And he announced their wedding. And you can watch it on YouTube. And it's fucking genius. And he gets, like, WWE bodyguards to come out. And there's, like, a bit where, you know, they're, like, if anyone here needs to say something, hold their peace forever now. And Paul Heyman's like, come on! I dare you to say something! And he's, like, getting up in the face of all Rory Culkin's poor, innocent family who are just at this love wedding and i was just like <laughs> this is the best thing i've ever seen and i'm angry that he is a got married because i love you rory colkin if you're listening i want to touch your face and number two i want to have paul Heyman marry me and then crush me afterwards 
so anyway, Scream, I don't think they should make another one. <laughs> well, if they do, well, if they do, they've got a plot line right there, so that's great. Oh, imagine if the Paul kid... Heyman's the killer. Yeah. yeah, like everyone's like, like, oh, it's so and so, and then just comes out of the crowd and they're playing the music and like all the cannons go off like it's WWE. It's just Paul Heyman, and I'd be like, woo, Paul Heyman, WrestleMania's in two weeks, everyone. It is if I, correct. If anyone's gonna watch that, <laughs> I am two day event. But yeah, I want it to be Paul Heyman now. But you would be able to tell because Paul Heyman's quite a tubby guy. And if you put that little smock on him, you'd see his little um, man belly, wouldn't you, popping out? That's the other thing with Scream, if you ever noticed. They're all the same build. (laughs) They have to be, yeah. Wes Craven said that in an interview, didn't he? He said, never pay attention to the size and build of the the ghost face killer because it's not representative of what the actual person is going to be. Oh my God, if you think about it, if you remember Billy Loomis versus, um, I can't remember, Stu, but played by Matthew Lillard. He's Matthew Lillard is such a baby, isn't he? Such a sweet guy. Um, he's very tall. He's like six foot. And obviously, um, Billy Loomis is when they're standing next to each other in the final killing scene when they're stabbing each other in the kitchen. I was aroused. Um, Matthew Lillard is very clearly a lot taller than him and a lot skinnier. <laughs> and then I never thought about it. And then obviously you've got a girl dinner plate face, and then the brother and the dad who are all three very very different builds and heights interesting but my point being is i think paul Heyman would be too round weightly <laughs> challenged he would be too weightly challenged fair, fair. He, he's, you were he, just he, like he's, he starts he's, running out of the after you and you're like is that he's a big chap yeah. like you were just no and he's not even you, he's wearing like those brown brooks he wears all the time because he always wears a suit and you see his little brown brooks sticking out you're like Paul Heyman, is that you? <laughs> no, no, it's not me. It's, it's the only ghost face that's kind of winded between it's, the uh, like, well. it's, it's just, just like, WWE yeah. <laughs> I can't, can't catch up. Yeah. It's Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, mm, that's Paul Heyman. Come here. And I start chasing him and he's like, it's meant to be innocent. And he's just running off. Anyway. I'd love it if the last ever scream, they took the mask off and it was actually Roger L. Jackson behind the mask. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even need the voice recorder he just does the voice yeah. <laughs> oh it's like Urkel or someone terrible like that you know what I mean like yeah just awful characters well you know? I guess if they're going to bring back a legacy character they don't have many left so apart from um... imagine if it was like a crossover and they take Ghostface masks off and it's like Jason Voorhees or Jigsaw or Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger and then they just keep taking the masks off and it's just layers upon layers it's an, it's the onion of serial killers slasher flicks and going, it's so meta it's like this has all been uh, like just a series of slasher flicks and you've also like, really cringed at the scene where Kirby's talking to the pro-feminist t-shirt wearing girl I can't remember about I should refer to her as that Mindy thank you and they're like I think it was Mindy she was talking to and they're listing like the horror movies that they love oh, yeah. and I was just like trying to stab myself with one of those big viros I had in my handbag <laughs> Because it was just so cringe. Did you turn around to the lady behind you and say, can I borrow one of those? um... Can I borrow your Oral-B, please? And she's just just like, wow, she must be really aroused. (laughs) But um, I was just like, I don't know. I just hate, I hated the whole um, like cringy setup of Kirby's character, like having to really strongly prove herself to Rory Culkin and the other nerdy guy that she knows about horror movies. And it has that really horrible, like, 
um stereotype of like women wouldn't watch those kind of films and i'm like more women i know like horror movies than i do men and i don't know why you're having to like press this like kirby has to prove herself thing and i don't like how they press this like gatekeeping society of horror movies like oh you like horror yeah well uh you know that meme it's like name blah 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 well no i just all right whatever i'll watch whatever i want Whenever anyone's like, oh, you have a horror podcast, what horror films do you like? I just name like really obscure snuff movies that exist. <laughs> you, should just, you should just play along and go and just like name some like really top line stuff until they go, oh, yeah, actually, got actually, no, motherfucker, I know these ones. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly just name real snuff movies that have come out like on the, on the dark web and stuff. And they're like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, oh, you should go look it up. And then it's on their search history forever. I'm like, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one guy, two ice picks or some dumb shit like that. And then they watch it or like Slaughterhouse Vomit Doll and stuff and i'm like you've got that on there forever now yeah they go what oh rachel, oh, rachel you you like horror movies what horror movies do you like well i really like uh you know that film i killed the last guy who asked me that fucking question because oh, <laughs> I that one out of the bag but yeah i really don't like that scream keep running with that gatekeeper like horror franchisey bullshit like you have to prove yourself because there are people like that in the world i don't know what kind of like music taste you guys have but i find that especially like if you listen to a lot of metal and then especially if you're like me and you listen to a lot of like black metal and death metal people are like like yeah okay i have a hello kitty handbag and i'm wearing all pink but that doesn't mean i don't go home and listen to mayhem yeah yeah Do you know what i mean it's, it's even your your favorite genre within that it's like if i like metal music and you say i like well I like what kind of metal do you like <laughs> exactly it's yeah. like, oh well they're too mainstream aren't they you know they're too popularized like, yeah, oh, i really like death metal you're like well what kind of death metal you're like oh fucking just well <laughs> i kind of I, I feel like this is this is kind of getting to a meta conversation but like it's i feel like it's always been and it's kind of today with politics and pc culture and things mm. like that where it's 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 people desperately trying to cling to an identity yeah because we don't have they, one anymore because of the internet it's strange well, exactly yeah. yeah and people are pigeonholing their identity based on some of their likes and wants and preferences yeah and people gatekeep that because i feel like they so intrinsically link those characteristics to their own identity when they're not their identity at all it's just their preference it's just a media that you enjoy do you know what i mean and that's cool. exactly yeah and that's it's kind like, well, of that why it's actually my life yeah i think that's why it annoyed me that scream keep doing it because it's like you're encouraging this really shitty behavior like yeah and i'm just like if people want to talk to me about horror because they're interested in the movies and they want some recommendations yeah great cool I, I i'm constantly and i'm sure you guys are the same being on the podcast and stuff like that friends will come up to you and say hey what have you been watching because that's what we guys that's what we do you know that's our passion yeah. mm -hmm. and that's fine and i'm happy to to address it and i'm sure you guys are the same but it's then and i don't know if you get this with more of the sort of like comic book superhero genre but with with horror films people just are like oh yeah well what about uh? and oh, i'm like it's yeah nerd culture around yeah. i mean toby will probably want to speak for toby but he might agree with me that nerd culture is very much also like obviously like if you look at mm -hmm. any like the, oh yeah the, we're the, worst. the dc fan base for example who yeah. if you as soon as something's nice go well actually it's not care and do you do you like oh yeah you like batman yeah but do you actually like batman you know that kind of yeah. you're like fucking yes i do it's, it's the same with everything it's the same it, yeah. it really is like it, it's it's people are just so intrinsically linked music as well yeah characters, everything music things everything to their identity and then just kind of missing the point of that's not who what your identity is. It's just a part of what you like. Yeah. That formulates your identity. And I genuinely... That doesn't have to be everything about you. I genuinely, like, love 
Like I really like I genuinely love very, very sort of like I love a lot of thrash metal, death metal, as I said. I'm really into Norwegian black metal. Like I love all that stuff really great. And it's just fantastic. And I go to a lot of these like death metal shows and black metal shows and stuff. And everyone's like, I'm wearing the black t-shirt with the cut off sleeves and I have long hair. And all the girls are like, you know, the very much sort of like the 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 archetypal goth look and stuff like that. And I love like I I'm not I'm not gonna fucking lie. I love like I love wearing pink. I love wearing Barbie clothes. I love wearing Hello Kitty. I love them I'm trying to think. Like the very Japanese kawaii fashion sense kind of style. Yeah. Like I love that. And I go to these shows like I'm not going to change how I dress like that's how I want I want to look cute I'm going to wear a mini skirt and like a little Hello Kitty jumper and a little teddy bear backpack that's how I want to dress and the fucking people look at me like I'm scum and I'm like (laughs) I just like the music you do not conform to the norms because I've gone to you know some kind of death metal show whatever the band may be you know um like I'm in some disgusting grimy venue which is my favorite I like I like a more low-key smaller show and I turn up and people are like you you don't belong here and I'm like I probably know fucking loads more about this than you guys do but that doesn't matter I Mm. it shouldn't matter that I'm wearing a pink fur coat at a death metal show and a hello kitty backpack like what's the problem and people like literally like 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 it's so silly it's just so silly yeah and it bugs me that like you know if some guy turned up to a death metal show and was wearing like a spice girls t-shirt i'd be like oh that's fun like do you know what i mean i would think how fun <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty punk rock to be fair yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> ballsy dude <laughs> which I, spice girls do you identify as yeah i have um like i've got loads of like 90s shit bands t-shirt my sister was really into boy bands when we were younger and i've got like her westlife t-shirts and her boy's own t-shirts and i wear them because i think they're really fucking funny and i have my like britney spears t-shirts as well and stuff like that and obviously i'm not going to go home and listen to like boys on a westlife but i wear them and people will be like what are you doing and i'm like it's it's just fun do you know what i mean and people are like you don't actually listen to westlife i'm like do i actually look like i went to a 2002 tour of westlife and bought this fucking t-shirt i'd have been like 13 no my sister went like do you know what i mean but like people are just it's like gatekeeping community is so weird and it, it just yeah. it pisses me off that i can't go to the skate park or a metal show wearing my boy's own t-shirt you know life is a roller coaster ronan yeah. keaton told us so <laughs> it's just ups and downs but it really yeah it really pissed me off that they did it again and i was just like stop it's been a staple isn't it you know randy did it to start with and now you know the meeks family tradition is gatekeeping the horror yeah but the rand when randy did it it was obviously it was was a new idea and it was i didn't find it as bad when randy did it but i think it was just because they played it off more of like he's a horror movie nerd he's a movie nerd working in a video store so it was kind of a bit more like okay because yeah, it was kind of yeah. like I think it was meant to be like a fraud to Tarantino kind of cult, yeah. you know mindset where yeah. you know you have to work in a video store to have know anything about films or something yeah like so that. it kind of played into his character development but with everyone else it's just been this like gross gatekeeper thing that we were talking about yeah. where it's now so entrenched in your identity that you're going to tear someone down about it if they don't know which Candyman was better the first one or the remake and the answer yeah. is none of them they're all trash <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, she she's her. Matt Mindy is Randy's niece. Would have been yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's they're trying to tie it all together. But yeah, I yeah, it's it's an old trope that kind of needs to die away. Yeah, they definitely need to stop doing that. It's just especially with this culture now, as we were saying earlier about how it's become part of us all to so desperately cling to identities and stuff like that. So, um, it, and it just, yeah, with that whole scene, I was just like, you got to stop because it's making me want to... Yeah. It's not... It's well, I kind of felt like that when they were doing the breakdown of 
what the rules are again. It's like, I thought you were going to say breakdance then. Movie. And I was like, when did they break dance? I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I miss that? Yeah, the girls popping and locking. Yeah, she's popping and locking and she's gotten a Glock. But yeah, no, I agree. It's without a leg. <laughs> popping, locking and glocking. Popping, locking and glocking. I got you in the face. Yeah, again, same thing. We don't need to hear it. And they always have the whole like, we're all sitting together as a group and someone's going to stand up and talk about it. It's like, yeah, we get it now. Whatever. Who cares? Like, what next? They're gonna like yeah, we've lock. Done six of these now. Yeah, we're all. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Like, yeah. You know, if you're yeah. still with Scream at this point, you know <laughs> really what the rules are. And I like, think we're yeah. a, just tell us when something's changed, yeah. not when something's the same. I think we're establishing that basically. I think the writers are still trying, kind of trying, kind of te- treating the audience like they're stupid. Yeah, and they get, there's a lot of that out there yeah. generally in movies yeah. as well. I mean. I don't want to bash Marvel more than we already do, but it's uh, almost got through a podcast. Yeah, without almost doing it. got through a podcast, but you know it's the same. Any and it's a French. I think it's a thing about franchises as well. Uh, they just, mm-hmm. they just, they're just trying to get the lowest common denominator for the movie so they can get them out and make money and get returned. Yeah. So, you know. did you do an episode on that Doctor Strange universe? One? We did. Yes, we I did, didn't yeah. get to listen to that, but that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Well, you'll enjoy her. See Ant Man, yeah. Um. That movie was shit. Like, I watched that. I went with a friend because they wanted to see it. Because I was like, okay, fine, you know, that's what you do as pals. You all go to movies together, and sometimes you don't want to watch it, but you go. And I was literally halfway through that movie, and I was like, who wrote this? Like, the structure is terrible. Like, what the fuck is going on? The amount of padding that they made in that movie, they were like, oh, we've got some extra runtime. Let's just chuck this in here. Let's just chuck that in there. And I was like, this makes no sense. The movie was shit. Yeah, but it's the thing with franchises now is they've got, like I said, they've got to get a return. So they're not, they'll do them. I I don't want to say they'll do the minimum they have to, but they'll do enough to get i guess bums on seats so they can get money I'm say it's it. the, morbius it's the that'll was better. Do approach isn't it whoa okay that's <laughs> right, those, two, those two films came out like pretty much at the same time right and i saw both of them within whatever succession like a period of time you know um whatever it was maybe like it was maybe a month between the two and i don't often go and see like marvel films superhero films you know they're not like high on my list the only thing i really enjoy from like the superhero time frames is i used to love all the animations like batman the animated series mm-hmm. x men generation yeah. where they're in the college together i uh, love that show um i like some Good company here yeah i you know i like the cartoon series like gargoyles remember gargoyles i know oh, that's yeah. like, brilliant. i'm so glad that's on disney plus yeah i is love got, like, oh my god what yeah, yeah, you know, it's on disney plus i've watched it all the way through the minute it came out i watched it all the way through i love gargoyles. i'd forgotten it had fucking will Riker from yeah. star trek and xanatos oh, how, how cool is that yourselves, i'm adding it to my list <laughs> yeah go nuts, go nuts. Oh, so like, i think i like i like series more about like super like I, I i like star trek i love star trek do you know what i mean it's so good i want i want to marry data like i don't kill it you don't have feelings data i'll make you feel something <laughs> below the waistband <laughs> love you data you're my daddy um i did a cosplay shoot for my adult site um on an entirely recreated um i'm gonna be really stupid and not know the technical term for it but like the captain's um desk log area place the the, the main bit they, 
Thank you. That's the correct word. Thank you. Yeah, they re- or his ready room, depending if it's Picard's one or yeah, true. I did. Yeah, so I did an adult themed shoot on a completely recreated version of that, and it was literally in the photos. It looks so fucking real. The people who set built it were ten out of ten, and the costumes they gave me. Oh my god, it was so fun. Um. Anyway, <laughs> things I do <laughs> that made a lot of money. Chris, why don't we have sets <laughs> photographers? Oh, because you probably won't make as much money as I can. <laughs> oh. Unless you want to wear a mini dress with no under or knee high socks on. Well, I thought we said we weren't kink shaming. You know. <laughs> someone might want to buy that if See, you're a you told bear. me someone will pay you for it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, finally. I don't know. Someone might pay for a dude dressed up like that. I mean, I probably would look. But... It's something for everyone. <laughs> it was something for everyone. What was I saying before we started talking about porn? Oh, yeah, gargoyles and stuff like that. But, like, if I was... um. I like like the the nerdy TV series, so I don't often watch the movies like like yourselves do and stuff like that. So, but obviously, I went to see Morbius and that Doctor Strange thingy straight next to each other. And like, if I had to pick between the two, as I said, I'm being a complete noob almost to the situation. I haven't seen a lot of those movies, but I would have picked Morbius just based on those. Two. I I just love the image now because I'm assuming Ian, if you're listening to this, your head is exploding <laughs> hundred miles an hour. <laughs> would you honestly watch that Doctor Universe thing over Morbius? Because the movies, are, I don't think it's I'm watchable. Being very quiet right yes, now. <laughs> it's not watchable. Why are there? Do so me a favor many... and text Ian that. But do you not understand what I'm saying about that movie? Like there were so many redirections, and then they were just like, "Oh, we've got time." And I feel like they just had to fill yeah, time. I mean, I, our general idea was we when when obviously you say, "Oh, Sam Raimi's behind this is going to at least have something it's be behind good, it." Yeah. But no, it it was yeah. Marvel marvelized essentially but like my point being is morbius at least it was like here's a storyline here's the abc format it's gonna follow it it's not the best storyline ever obviously it's not got the best actors in it but it's a movie that you can sit through and just watch and go away from and no one's saying it's a good movie but it's just it is what it says it's a movie you're watching a movie and that's the end when i'm watching the doctor whatever film i was just literally like you couldn't even like watch it because there was so much stupid shit and as i said and filler and like puff pieces and like redirection and i was just going you know if you're going to make a shit movie make a shit movie but make a shit movie that you can just sit through and then at the end go okay thanks you know what i mean which is how i felt about morbius it's like okay thanks you did your job and i'm you did your job and i'm don't feel either way about this movie you know what you're right yeah you're right no one is saying that morbius is a good movie that's 100 percent true so <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you that that is fully confirmed i watched that other one as well like um black adam Oh, oh don't. We have an episode on that. <laughs> what happens there? <laughs> We're still not sure. We're still trying to figure it out. Uh, like, I watch a lot of shit films because, as we know, like, I feel like our podcasts are very same within that concept that, like, um, superhero films, sci fi, and because um, obviously I know superhero and sci fi isn't the same, but you can kind of cluster parts of it as a crossover. But you can cluster, obviously, horror and sci fi crossover as well. But, like, you know, horror and superhero genres are either really great or really fucking bad there, there, there is quite a wide spectrum on them like it's usually yeah. to one extreme or the other um unfortunately horror i guess more you there's a lot of shite horror films out. There. i like the shit films the, i mean they, they can the be entertaining they are, I, lo- I love them i watched um what did that vampire hunter jesus the other day and i was like this is great like and it's literally the worst movie ever made but i love just crap like rubber the film with the tire that telekinetically oh, killed that's people. A, 
great crap film. I yeah. love that movie. I love that movie to death. And I bought it on DVD the other day, secondhand from Music Magpie, everyone, because, you know, it helps to recycle. <laughs> but, like, because it's never on a play. That's the other thing. Like, you buy a lot of DVDs. Like, we were talking about, I bought a DVD player the other, like, literally, because a lot of these crap movies you can't even find on streaming services. So you have to go and buy the DVD, like, secondhand somewhere and watch it. And it's great. Like, Attack of the Killer Donuts. I like the really shit ones, but then there are really shit films. And unfortunately, I feel... The more that Scream keep going, the more we're going to go into the avenue of it's just a shit film, which you guys probably really feel about a lot of the Marvel stuff that's come out recently. Uh, I can't remember the last time we were positive about Marvel film, Toby, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's one. No. I, was trying to be po- I was trying to be positive for you. I'm sure there's some Marvel that you like, but yeah. Uh, what was the Marvel film, the Thor guy that came out recently? Oh, Love and Thunder. Uh, that was the worst, that was the worst of the lot. <laughs> That's the worst of the lot. Wow, everyone I know who watched that loved it. Obviously, I it wasn't you guys. <laughs> no, but um, we 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 do we we love Marvel as a as a property. It's just we we feel like we're getting the same thing time and time oh, and time can again. I ask, what did you think of the the Batman played by Robert Pattinson? Because oh, obviously, like we lo- we loved it. it. Are you being sarcastic? I don't. No, know. we loved it. No, no. Oh, okay, because. I watched it with people who were like, Robert Pattinson's a shit actor because they've only known him and related, related him to Twilight. But obviously, Robert Pattinson's done some amazing films. Such He's a as good like, actor. Um, good no, time. I was totally skeptical of him and yeah. I ate my humble pie. I thought he was fucking fantastic. Yeah, like if you've seen him in Good Times and if you've seen him like The Lighthouse, Lighthouse you know that he, yeah, yeah he can really movie, hold yeah. his own and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go into this and just like watch it as a Batman movie. I personally was like, yeah, to me, everyone was like, he's not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne doesn't act like that. And I was like, I kind of feel like Bruce Wayne would act like that, like a bit. Yeah. Like, a bit he's also sad. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne in the animated series of Batman, he's very confident, but also at the same time, he is quite reserved and he seems a bit sad. Yeah. Like in the animated series, I could like, if you took like, cause let's say he's like 40 in that. If you take him to like him in the Batman with Robert Pattinson, he's probably what, like 25. He's meant to be 27. Like he's sort of like youngish, isn't he? Mm. He'd probably be more emo. He probably listens to my yeah. chemical romance and is sad. <laughs> the Black Parade. He's full angst. He's in the shower, just singing the instrumental piano intro. <laughs> yeah. When I was yeah. a young boy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And Alfred's like, shut the fuck up in there. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone hated it but i was like i like i, I really like the cinematography in that movie i really like the sort of like the color the color paletting and stuff like that and yeah it's a gorgeous movie yeah, yeah. It's Matt very, Reeves did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah and it's the batman i'm used to reading more than the what we've seen in films before which is why i guess it was a shake-up of the franchise which you know i guess brings us back to scream how they're going to shake this up seven seven does not seem like the kind of number where they're going to go and just do something completely new um mm. but i guess i hope they do but i doubt they will yeah i think if she'd taken the mask i think we would have all sat here and gone like oh i'm really interested okay, to see yeah. where that goes and that could be quite an interesting development but the fact that she didn't i think we're all kind of well i'm speaking for everyone which i shouldn't do but i think that it's going to go shit yeah, I, I, yeah, it's hard to say that. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited for the seventh screen or seventh. Can't wait to see where nothing happens again. Like, do you know what Although I mean? I, I was really excited about six because, like, five kind of 
it was okay, but it did rejuvenate my interest in Scream. And yeah. six, the trailers definitely upped the hype, and I was really interested in watching this one. And I am kind of keen to see where seven goes. I'm I'm back on board with Scream because by the time we'd got to the end of four, I was like, Well, where does this rank in our Scream lists of the six? I have established my rank. Okay. Oh my god, go yes, first. get some. I haven't got mine, so so everyone else go first. <laughs> Uh, you go first. I'm I I'm probably gonna put it third, actually. Okay. Yeah. I really scream one. OG for me, obviously. Yeah. That has to be. Is it third or fourth? I'm thinking because I did enjoy scream two. Number four is the one with Rory Culkin. I, I did. I do like yeah. four. Three is my least favorite of all of them. Yeah, three shit. Yeah, I did too. enjoy five, but it wasn't perfect. Um. So yeah. Um, I'm going to put it, yeah, I'm going to put it third, just above Scream 4. Um, I think we have the same ranking. Mine is 1, 2, 6, 4, 5, 3. Yes, that's exactly why I have. Mine so, okay, is... Okay, we are all original. 3, 1, 5, 6, and then the others. I don't really care about them, so I didn't rack them. But oh. yeah, I... and the Roy only Culkin is your favourite. It's the only reason number four is my favorite. Actually, to be fair, number four, it had good pacing. It was interesting. It was a really good way for them to kind of like, because um, like two and three, I feel like just were just trash mm. and they were just boring and no one cared about so them. So four and I feel is like, your favorite. Yeah, I feel like number four really reestablished the original like Woodsboro theme and it kind of was a really good sort of like resurgence of the shit other two. And It I was, was like, a bit yeah, outdated this- as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought Jill's motive was probably one of the most uniques as well. Yeah, and to of course fair, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love you, she's, Rory Culkin. She was very much of the time. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, I think it was a really good part of what had already been two shit films prior to it. So that's why number four is my best. And also I feel like number four is kind of the forgotten one, which is a shame. Like not a lot mm, of people talk about yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, it was the last got, Wes Craven one, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's got Rory Culkin in it. Why else would he go If you need no other reason, it has Rory Culkin in it. His so. hair in that movie is insane. <laughs> so puffy what's he doing my god rory tell us what your hair care is it's fucking crazy um yeah that that would probably be my ranking like you know i liked this one um and i think it was really nice to see them somewhere else but yeah number four is not, it's my face so. but this seems to have this seems to be one of the better ones one of the ones we more enjoyed obviously you know. We all seem to agree it's around the three or four mark in rankings yeah, yeah. so we all think broadly good as a film broadly good broadly good was a film you can watch with your eyes and those are the best ones that's the end i like touching my movie <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't go to the cinema anymore don't you? <laughs> well you can't go to the cinema anymore with all those boots bags and boots <laughs> you're gonna get fucking stabbed i'm not even kidding you there was a moment where i had to remind myself that i'm like a mentally unwell person and i'm probably just having a breakdown <laughs> i was just like no one's gonna stab you rachel and i was like but why so many bags you know what i mean yeah, but who goes to the cinema when they're like 25 by themselves on a Tuesday afternoon? Like, where are her friends? At 25, I had so many friends, I didn't know what I was doing with my time. Now everyone's had babies and is ugly and overweight and sad and depresses me. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing at 25? You should be out with your friends, girl. Like, I kind of was, I don't know. It, I just thought she was going to kill everyone. Imagine if she knew who I was and she was watching this spot. No, 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 that's not real. Did it make the, anyway. did it make the movie better for you? Because you were so on edge the yeah, whole time. I was actually, yeah. I was like on edge. But I'd also been listening to Coffee House Crime. Shout out Coffee House Crime on YouTube. If, any, if anyone likes true crime podcasts it's, and they don't want um, weird, racist, yet obscurely funny laughing at people suffering last house podcast on the less jokes and want it to be serious, watch uh, Coffee House Crime. I think I'd watched too much of that that morning. So I was like listening to people kill people. So I was like, uh 
you know, I'd overfilled my senses. But what woman in their mid-20s, and she was quite, you know, she was young, she was kind of pretty, apart from the cable knit, like goes to the movies to watch Scream by themselves on a Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock. She's just doing her, just enjoying her day. She was fucking going to kill me. (laughs) Well, clearly she didn't, so that's a good thing. Then she got up in the middle of the movie, right? And then she went away and I was like, oh, she's going to the bathroom, clearly like a normal person. And then I was like, I could rob her, but there's cameras everywhere. So I didn't. Um, I was so surprised you didn't. I was so surprised you didn't turn around and look in the bags. (laughs) I know, but there was cameras (laughs) everywhere and I was like really tempted to do it. And then also my pals who I were with are like really clean cut people. And they'd be like, why are you being a fucking weirdo? And I'd have been like, oh, you're my friend. You should know this. Anyway, but then she went for, she was gone for a very small period of time. I was like, oh my God, she's gone to load up her AK. I was like, you didn't go to the bathroom that quickly. I know the distance to the bathroom from here. I've planned my escape route anyway. I'm just very paranoid. I'm very, I'm very stable. I have a therapist. So, so you're saying Bradley? No one believes me. So you're saying the film was Bradley fine, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, Scream's what number seven? Scream Seven is a movie you can watch. Scream Six. Scream Six is a movie you can watch with your eyes, and it's lovely and stuff happens and people drink goat's milk and that's the end we'll take that as a broadly fine yeah yeah, yeah. it's better than scream free we'll give it <laughs> yeah anything can be better than scream three and uh courtney cox arquette's uh fringe that she had in that one oh, or was it the second yeah. one yeah that was terrible was it the second or the third no it was the, it was the third yeah it was the, definitely the third one with that hatchet job of a fringe also i think we can all establish scream three um, was 2000s that's when things got a bit weird Fashion in the 2000s was iconic, Chris. Yeah, all, not the early I, 2000s. Yeah, I think we can all establish that whoever, <laughs> the, their way. whoever the stylist is on all of the Scream films, um, you're about to get fired. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> I just fly to America to fire someone. Well, I'm, you know, the, star, the, the, yeah, the clothes are shit on Scream. I feel bad. I want that to be my job, by the way, like really badly. Uh, if the people who make Scream are listening, Rachel will more than happily dress all the characters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I re- I, Somebody even dress themselves. Like, I, I no, would, though. If, Rachel won't allow it. <laughs> oh, and they come in in, like, Uggs or something. I'll be like, get out. You're fired. I make all of them lose their jobs and stupid shit. Like, no, genuinely, like, if you could have a film, like, we are going to round this podcast up, I'm sorry. But if you could have a film on, like, film creation, all of you, like, mine would be stylist. I would, I, I'd love to dress the characters and look into what motivates them and then theme their clothes around it. Like, cause I, I'm like a big fashion person. I absolutely love fashion. Like, da, 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 da. I was one of those weird art school kids and stuff like that, like, surrounded by fashion people and stuff. Um, what would both of you choose to be your job if you had to work within filmmaking? Mine. Interesting uh, question. Good question. Ooh. Good question. Definitely. Well, if I didn't do costume too, design. And I wanted to be a concept illustrator. Ooh, okay. That's fun. Fate did not allow me to take that course of action. <laughs> I'm in cool. So I'm doing other things. But that would be the dream for me. Um, I like writing, but writers kind of get shit on in Hollywood, really. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like by us, man. Like, shit, who wrote this? <laughs> so like, I Lost the last. <laughs> Lost last season or whatever it was, which everyone shit on terribly. The last season of Lost, didn't they? They hated it because of the writer's strike. Yeah, well, if you don't pay them, they're not going to do their job. So (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy, right? Um, Turns out people actually need to write this stuff. Um, Yeah, I'd love to work in the art department, not particularly artsy, but like maybe like building sets would be great. You know, seeing something like 
come to life yeah. would be awesome yeah. you know um not directing there's no way i could do it. i can i Come i on. can be like you fucking do this i'd be like could you please like maybe just try uh just don't have the mentality to be a director or anything like that, i don't so. think i could be a director with my ADHD. it's hard enough managing people yeah, yeah. you know being yeah. a director would be a nightmare i think my You've other got like a city's worth of people to have to manage oh awful and all the grips and the gaffers and all of that and the lighting and the sound and oh yeah be a nightmare i think my other job i would have done would probably be um like the interior designing like the not like set designing but you know the person who decorates the houses and stuff again and goes on the character's motivation of how their bedrooms and this that and the other would look i would definitely yeah do that'd be cool set dressings would be really yeah Yeah. that's what yeah the proper term is it from being really stupid but yeah my i'd love to dress characters if they were like this is what this person's into i'd be like oh salivating and you get to go to those rooms don't you that hollywood have like in la where they like store all the stuff don't they oh, so you can go in and get for years yeah, yeah. And you can yeah. go in and there's like the cars and the household stuff from like the 80s and 70s and then you get all the fashion i would fucking die i would die <laughs> like and if i got to do a how a film like um i don't know if you've seen the new elvis movie yeah, no. yeah. yeah yes the bad yes. one i'm a big elvis fan and the, all the clothes and that i was like oh my god do you know what i mean i would have the person who got to go through all of that must have had a great time yeah, had to, to be honest, being like a, a prop or like, um, yeah, the, the, the prop master or those people who sort of archive all the props, like once the films so are done, cool. that must be pretty cool. Like walking through all the halls, being like, oh, there's like, some Star where Wars do they stuff. Store oh, all the, where stuff. do they store all the cars? Like, if you, because sh- obviously when you shoot, like, for example, when we talk, let's talk about Elvis because it covers like 50s, 60s, 70s and stuff like the that. The prop gets sold to Dubai. They, get, yeah, they, they get taken they on tour to like shows and stuff. Oh, do they? Because like, where the fuck do you store like. 50 Cadillacs from the 60s and then 50 Cadillacs from the 40s and 50 Cadillacs from the 70s. Like, what kind of warehouse system do they have? Going, they borrow them? I remember going to a show when I was younger, which was like a TV and movie car show, and it had like the Adam West Batman, Batmobile in there. It had like yeah. the Only Fools and Horses car, like yeah. the actual ones. And there's like, they just take them on tour because it's like, where do you put them? Yeah. Let's just move them around. Yeah, they must have to like reach out to people and go, hey, do you have a car from this time period? And can you just like drive around? Because they have like, say you shoot an entire town and you have to have like, 20 cars from like 1950 mm. whatever and then just like drive them around you must have to borrow those cars because you couldn't store yeah. that many vehicles you could like because they're big a vehicle is big yeah sure you can store clothes sure you can store a couple of like chairs and bases but how do you store like a bus from like 1978 yeah well they yeah. do that with stunt people as well because like they're in like <laughs> those <laughs> vacuum bags <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about lord of the rings like all the all the, like in new zealand when they were filming those they had so many um like extras who were just women people who owned horses and women oh my god fake beards someone, to be the Rohan yeah, riders. someone said that to me and they were like do you know that the, you know when a man like mansplains something to you and you're like yeah i work as a film critic get away from me like <laughs> do you know how important i am i have a show like whatever the trash that you're saying that day but it just made me think of that monty python scene where they're stoning that person to death in life of brian and he's like are there any women here and all the women are like <laughs> no 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 she threw it and i just was like if someone didn't do that joke during like when they were waiting for like an action they're idiots <laughs> all those women in fake beards I, I just pray to god someone had a monty python joke up their sleeve <laughs> otherwise i would have quit <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm assuming from this film you definitely if you could just steal a mask right i mean we all would oh, we yeah. all would oh yeah i'd have stolen a mask and then gone home and worn it for sexual reasons yeah, again <laughs> again we don't kink shame on this podcast to each their own
Oh yeah, that scene in Eyes Wide Shut. Do you remember that film? Like, uh, um, oh yes, <laughs> where they're all wearing the Venetian masks. And I think I was probably like twelve years old when I watched that, and I was like, oh, I think I'm into BDSM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just, and then a whole door never got shut. Sometimes that's all it takes. You just need a moment. You go, oh yeah, that's this is me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, I'm into to that weird shit. Oh my god, masks are hot. Yeah, I'd have definitely stolen a, a ghost face mask. Um, well, I think nearly two hours. That's all we have time for this week. Um, thanks guys for joining me. It's been really fun chatting to you. Rachel, it's been too long. Um, we need to do yeah. it again soon. Um, I think we're gonna try and maybe do some other crossover episodes for the scream test and stuff. Um and- yeah, we were <sighs> pitching my show again. We're gonna talk about hopefully because you me and Ian have been talking about and um Tobias, I don't know if you've seen any of these films, but please do feel to, feel free to hop on if you like any kind of horror. I think we're going to talk about 30 Days of Night because it's a graphic novel as well, isn't it, originally? It is. And um, I think we're going to talk about The Crow as well, which because that's having, apparently they've greenlit having a new one being made. And obviously that originally was a graphic novel, which I'm sure we've all read mm-hmm. as well. So I think that if we get the time frame, we can organize that. And then you guys are going to come on to be on the screen test. And we get to talk about Brandon Lee, who got shot on set. Oh, the tragedy. Not by Alec Baldwin, so, you know. <laughs> no, not by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will definitely get that sorted and we'll look forward to that. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode today, and why wouldn't you? Um, you can catch our other episodes at the Phantom Zone podcast, now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And you can message us on Instagram and Twitter at the Phantom Zone podcast if you want to leave us a message. Or send us fan art because, you know, we want some. I have some. We want some. <laughs> We're definitely jealous now. Um, but um, yeah, tell us your kinks. Yeah, tell us your kinks. We'll. <laughs> it's it's kinks. fine. This is a safe place for everyone. Um, but thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.